Remember, remember, it was the 5th of November when Fun Employment Radio unfurled. I know of no slowing as the empire keeps growing, as they now broadcast live round the world. Greg Nibbler and Sarah Dillon did an idea contrive to blow up the world of podcasting and keep their dream alive. To Greg's spare bedroom they did go to start their new version of what was radio. A mic at a computer then turned to a show almost a thousand shows down and thousands more to go. The end of one chapter was the beginning of a new, and after four years their ideas are still coming true. The podcast has turned to a worldwide live stream. Just stick with your passions and follow your dream. This is Fun Employment Radio. Four years later and it's still here. Oh my God, how is that even possible? Four years to this day that we have been doing this very I think show. probably to this time. Probably, I think probably exactly four years ago at this time. Probably right around now. We were sitting in your spare bedroom recording uh, our first show. Yep. Uploading it to the network. Oh, wow. To, to, to the worldwide network. Yeah, the worldwide web. Wow. This is just kind of it's it's kind surreal. Of surreal. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit surreal. Well, cheers Hello, to everyone. That. Cheers indeed. Yeah. By the way, just so you know, in celebration, this is a drinking show. It's a drinking show. We're getting back to our roots today. We haven't today. done one of these in so long. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in to this 977th episode of Fun Employment Radio. Four years to the day that we have been doing this show after leaving the world of terrestrial radio. We did. I was thinking we got fired on the 26th, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. In 2009, we started this show on the 5th of November. Yes, indeed. In 2009. And I'm really glad we did because when Greg and I were discussing when we wanted to start it, we're like, we will never forget that we started on the 5th of November. No. We're going to do it on that day. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It is so <laughs> awesome. And thank you so so much, everyone, for tuning in and supporting this show throughout this entire time. It's just, it's, it's phenomenal. Yes. It's been, it's been amazing. It's been a really fun ride, and that sounds like I'm signing off for it. No, I'm just saying it's been awesome so far. And it's a reason to celebrate. And so far is the key word in that. So far. Yes. It is. We are. We just, uh, we love the show. We love the network that we're growing. We love everything about it, and we love you guys, and thank you. Because of you, we moved our first show from Greg's Spare Bedroom. To a smaller studio to now our lovely studio here in downtown or in southeast Portland with our green room. Indeed. Because of you guys. Thank you so much. Going from starting off as just a podcast, we started not having any idea of where it would go, how it would be received, what would happen. And then going from there to going on to a live stream. And then now where we've got this entire network of amazing shows that are here along the ride with us. It is so, so cool. It's so cool. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit giddy. I am too. I woke up this morning. I actually had uh, trouble sleeping last night because I was pretty excited about today. Yeah. And I'm serious. I woke up this morning when my alarm, I actually woke up like a couple minutes before my alarm went off. I woke up, I'm like, all right, ready to take on the world today. And my God, we already have a beer down. Yeah. Well, I'm half a beer down. I'm All right. Well, you it. better chug I'm because we have to get to before we do our first segment. We need to crack these. Oh God! I guess we because we have planned that. a very special show for you today. We, so we have indeed. We've got some special guests that are going to be joining guests. us. Mm-hmm. Some uh, some perhaps uh, one guest you guys are familiar with and everybody loves to hang out with, mm-hmm. and also another one that hasn't been on the show for quite some time. But he was one of the original first guests yes. that we ever had on the show, and you know who he is. He is an awesome guy. Yes. Should we just say who he is? Sure. 
Mr. Bill Oakley. Bill Oakley. Is going to be joining us. He of Simpsons fame. He of Portlandia fame. He of uh, Mission Hill, of all the things that he's done. So many different Writer, things. Writer, talented, talent extraordinaire. Yes. He's going to be joining us. And we're Absolutely. very excited. And we brought him some uh, Steel Reserve. Yeah, which he, you would be surprised because Bill Oakley is such like a, such a dapper guy. Like he's, he's Remember when we had him on I kept telling him he had rich legs yeah, That's right you did He does <laughs> He has the legs that only rich people have Yeah He does He has those like smooth like golden man legs <laughs> That like normal people don't have it's That I don't even have I would trade legs with Bill Oakley Wow all right. It's true. You should let him know that. All right, I will. Yeah, you probably will. Okay. But Bill <laughs> likes to drink uh, Steel Reserve. That is the that is the drink of his choice. And so uh, he is going to be joining us. We've got some Steel Reserve here waiting for him. We've got some Steel Reserve on Reserve. On Reserve. Yeah. Ah, hey, everybody. Uh, there we go. There we go. Booze it. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be one of these shows where we want to talk about some things. We Do we need to just go ahead and crack this now and talk about the... Well, just, of the show. why don't you just pound your first beer? I can't. We have to be equal on pound. equal drunken footing. I don't uh, care because I can already feel my words getting a little a little whimsy. It's been a long time since I've, we've done a drinking show where mm-hmm. we actually drink on this. When we first started the show, we would do that a lot because we'd just been laid off, and we're like, "Well, fuck it, let's just um, have some yeah. have some drinks." And then when we decided, "Holy shit, we love doing this, and this is what we want to make <laughs> our career because this yeah. is legitimately what we're making our career around. All of our other jobs are our side jobs. Mm-hmm. This is our this is our main focus." Yes. And so then uh, we had to cut back on the drinking a little bit, mm. especially during the shows. But today, it's a special occasion. It's an anniversary show. We're going to drink. Uh, I'm already a little bit nervous about, about where I'm going to be. After I ate a show. huge breakfast, and I already feel a little bit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> From one beer, I'm a lightweight. Uh, and we, of course, now... Do you remember when we could just drink, like, three Mickeys in a show and, like, oh, we'd yeah. still be okay? Oh, yeah. Already, I, I, I'm, like, I'm having one light beer. I'm like, let me tell you well, about I remember my that. favorite show. And when we first started out, too, of course, Aaron Duran was... He's he's always been a part of the show coming on. And when he would come on, though, we had to put a cap on how many Four Locos he could have. So if you listen back to the old shows, <laughs> he used to... What was it? We, we capped him at two. Two. Because he would bring three... And slug down he three, four locos. He could not do three. When he would do three, he would start to... Because Aaron's... God bless him. Just like John and Boring. He's... You know, he has this creepy side to him. Oh, yes. But uh, but his creepy <laughs> side just seemed to be like like times a billion when he opened that third four oh, loco. Yeah. yeah. It was like had one sip of the third one and it was just... Everything's out the window. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much And he agreed to it, too. He realized... He like, understood. Hey, he had to, yeah, I had to I cap got my it four loco in. Capped <laughs> it to four locos. And then, of course, the four loco went away because they changed the recipe or something like that. So. They did. They took all of the good shit out of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, right, are you almost done? We're good. <sighs> sure. We need to have our super secret guest to make sure that he did it. It's getting there. What? I mean, you don't want me to like spill beer all over my computer. I right? want you to spill beer into your mouth. Do it. By the way, this is what Sarah's like off the air. No, I'm not. She bullies everybody into drinking. Really? That's what you're saying. You're bullying me at this point. I'm okay. finally four years. I'm ready to admit it. All right, so should we bring on our uh, one of our first super secret before guests? we before we crack our special drink of choice for today? It's up to you. You're you're the special drink master. Let's let's bring him on. I like that. <laughs> All right, let's bring on our first guest for today. All right, so that let's way do he it. can. I love this song so much. Not as much as I love the person it represents. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he is worldwide famous himself. It's true. A man of the high seas. 
It's Tuggy. Hey, how you guys doing? Hi, Tuggy. It would not be a drinking show unless I was on. It's here. true. We all know that. When no. we had talked to it Tuggy to yesterday, I, like he almost had to work today, and I was so sad. But I know that people have to work, so I'm like, all so right. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, screw it. I'll be unemployed too. Let's all enjoy it. This high-paying, amazing job I have. Fuck it. Why not? Screw Who it. Needs I want to drink today. <laughs> it can be a little short-sighted sometimes. But it's okay. We'll get We'll get through it together. All right. Hang on. All I right. It's re- time. Oh, it's time. Well, it's time. Do you have another beer to open? I do. Well, no. Oh. I, I got a full beer right All now. right. Greg and I do have... All right. So this is part of the tradition mm. of the show. And for those of I you that are newer first. listeners, we're actually going to have a little segment here for you to kind of catch you up on the uh, on where we are right now at 977 episodes in. We did actually make... An encyclopedia for you. Yes, indeed. Which we've we will got, be talking about we've here We've got something bit. specific, yes, for you. But this <laughs> is something that is a tra- tradition from back in the day. And this was when Sarah would come over to my house, where we had the original studio in the spare bedroom. She would stop by the store every day and pick up a couple... I will tell you exactly where I went every day because I haven't been back. They still remember me, though. I actually ended up going there about a week ago. I used to go to the Rite Aid. Uh, here in Southeast Portland, I would go there and it was the same woman every day, and I looked like a goddamn drunk every time because I would get a, two Mickeys. Two Mickeys. That's what I was going to say. So two, Not anymore, though. No. no she's yeah. cleaned up her act. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. So she would pick up two 24 ounce Mickeys, and this is what we would drink during the show. Every day. Every every day for, those, for like the first <laughs> month of the show. Probably. Probably, probably that. I yeah. would say probably at least. Yeah, that was a tough first month, though, yeah, right? Come yeah. On. Oh no, it. Uh, I I probably put on like fifteen pounds in the first month because of <laughs> because of. See, it took a while for me. Like it was like my weight was like steady. Like I was actually okay, but then all of a sudden one day it was just like blup. Nope, that changed. Uh, it's, we're already being called for bullshit in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, where uh, John in boring has uh, is questioning the month thing. Maybe it was longer than the month. It was probably longer. Than it was than a, month. a lot longer than it. Yeah. If you take the month and substitute it's longer the word than a, year, that's it's longer than I want it to be. <laughs> is more what it is. I'm trying to retroactively change. No, that. because that's how I used to pay for those with my own money every day because I was so grateful that you let us record in your studio. So I'm like, I feel like it's a tithing <laughs> since you since you let me come over and like you know and hang out in your house and record the show, I'm like, I will just pay my penance and bring a Mickey's for you every day, which you drank. I did drink it. So speaking of drinking Mickey's. All right. Are we cracking this? Let's do Mickey's this. malt liquor. Fine malt liquor. Oh, oh boy. God. Here we go. Wait. It's a drinking show. Oh, God. It tastes not oh, like I remember like it. Oh, it tastes like memories. Oh, it tastes like something. Oh. Good memories, Good, right? It tastes oh, like happy memories. memories. Oh. It, tastes, it tastes like taking my life into my own hands. Well, you guys definitely had to have a longer drinking show than that because I think it was a couple months before the first time I was on my show and you still had a drinking show going on. Yeah, I and mean, then we escalated it a little bit. Let's be honest. It's, it was probably like two years. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I think that's more like it. I think it, it was probably longer than we, than we thought. Well, that's all right. But anyway, we have busted down here today. We are... Large and in charge, and we're going to have some beers. Large and in charge. I don't know. I just yes, kind of felt like everyone. Yeah, I remember when Tuggy, the first show that he came on, I remember you gave us um, like folklore and uh, different uh, different things. Nautical. Nautical terms. Nautical terms. Nautical terms. Yeah. Yes, it was fantastic. And that's when all of the ladies decided to start making out with him at listener parties. What? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those Good nautical God, terms. Just throwing them off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Those nautical terms really worked for him. Like, oh, you really are a captain. <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> it's all a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. 
All right. Well, should we uh, should we talk about our in- encyclopedia that we've come? Well, up we with? do. All Just right. So we decided we don't really know what to call it because what we did yesterday is we went through and we decided because you know we get new listeners every day who are writing to us and talking to us and they're like, hey, you say this thing and I must have missed that episode or it must have been way early in the show and I'm not quite sure exactly right. what it is that you're referencing. Well, I mean, when you do this many episodes, there ends up being inside jokes or things that we reference that you don't really have time to every show go out and fully explain what that's referencing or what we're talking about. And so we thought maybe it would be good for, for anyone who's maybe a newer listener, maybe in the last 200 episodes, yeah. <laughs> the last two years, um, to, to go through and just kind of give you guys a quick synopsis of what some of these terms <gasps> oh, are. Oh, I like that better, the- uh, Keelan saying the F-E-R-F-A-Q. F-E-R, F-A... Yeah, okay. The All right. Unemployment Radio FAQ. Okay. All That's right, true, because they are frequently asked questions. They are indeed. All right. They are indeed. So, uh, Sarah has compiled some, and I helped compile some, too, of different terms so that we can give you guys the backstory on these. If you hear these throughout our shows, now you'll know what they mean. Yes. So, how do, we, how so do we... So, I do have... I off? did... So, I decided since... That's probably the best background music for it. That probably is. It probably is. That probably is. Oh, so in case you don't know, uh, for people who didn't listen to the first few shows, uh, this is Leonard Cohen, Everybody Knows, and we actually used to use this as our uh, our theme song yep. for Fun Employment Radio. Based off of Pump Up the Volume. Yes. Which if you've ever seen... The system. You yep. still have my copy of Pump Up the Volume. I just because remembered that. Because I've been that. holding it in You just hostage. been watching it every yes. fucking day. Yes. No, because when Greg and I started this. what you're getting for Christmas. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Tuggy. No, seriously, but we watched that movie, and that was kind of what inspired us to kind of go out on our own and do what we wanted to do as well. And that's why we kind of took that song and made it ours. And then we ended up uh, getting a theme song made. Yes, from uh, Tim Carter. Yes. Yeah, which has been our theme song pretty much ever since, mm-hmm. which is so awesome. It's it's a great, great uh, intro that we have for this. All right, Greg. Well, I separated the, the list so that you and I can kind of go back and forth. Okay. So uh, why don't you... Should I start? I'm going to start. Okay. All right. So the uh, F-E-R-F-A-Q. Go. All right. If we ever say Vuvuzela. I actually just said that earlier in the show. I just realized that when you said something, <laughs> I'm like, Vuvuzela. Vuvuzela is said after someone says something particularly hacky. Like yes. if someone's like, oh, that's what she said. And you can go, Vuvuzela. Because yes. it doesn't make any sense because it was we started the show when Vuvuzelas are very popular and very annoying. Yes, extremely annoying. And I, we actually had a listener buy us a Vuvuzela, which I would torture Sarah with during the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is uh, that is what Vuvuzela means. It's just kind of like a stamp after somebody says something uh, ridiculous. Yes. Um, another thing that is referenced is Anita. So to explain who Anita is, Anita is not a real person. It is... It's somebody from our comedy album, which is Romancing the Spammer. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and I have an album out. It's on iTunes, Romancing the Spammer, in which I created a character named Chester, and I interacted live. Well, not live, but I, I would basically bait spammers to send emails and then keep them on the hook with the promise that I'm going to send them money under the guise of this character, Chester, who is a decrepit, sick, sick individual. Yeah, so Chester was Greg's side personality, who was an entrepreneur and seeker of romance who would try to woo these unbeknownst Fair maidens to yep, try right. and give them all, this or some dude money. in a chat room, or some creepy guy playing with himself in a chat room in Nigeria. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. probably more what it was. And so when we, what we did is we reread the letters on the air, where I read Chester, and then Sarah would read the spammers' letters in the form of Anita. Yes. Uh, also, uh, one of the quotes from Chester, if you ever hear anyone say "precious tidings and fingerings." That was one of the creepy things that Chester said 
and the romancing the spammer. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, the Calvin Johnson dance. This is a dance, and you can see this on YouTube. It's a dance where Sarah impersonated Calvin Johnson. Now, not the football player Calvin Johnson. This was Calvin Johnson. The musician. I can't musician. remember. Musician. Yeah, okay, something. Calvin Johnson, the he musician. He was a dick. She saw him at a Ted Leo concert where he was doing this terrible dance. There's an impression Sarah did. He was flailing on. around. It's on It's on YouTube, but he was flailing around, like, kicking and punching everybody around him, not giving a two shits to anybody in the world. Since then, I've, I've know people who know him. They say he's a very nice person. I'll go with that. Okay. Well, okay. there we go. That's what the Calvin Johnson reference. Yes. Uh, Sharky. If you ever hear anyone talk about Sharky, just in case in some weird reason you don't know who Sharky is. Sharky's my imaginary best friend who really is a shark head on a stick and makes clicking noises and he hates Craig. Yes. Yes. There we go. Thick-ass Judy, a.k.a. the Clown Juicer, is the juggalo name that I gave to Sarah probably about a year and a half, two years ago. And uh, it is now, long ago. now taking on a life of its own. So if you do see Sarah, you can call her Thick-Ass Judy, a.k.a. The Clown Juicer. No. If you hear us referencing from Tops to Bottoms, so you might not know that. <laughs> that was from a while ago. Tops to Bottoms is a hardcore gay porn fan fiction book that was actually given to us by Burt Kreischer the first time we met him. Uh, that Chester, the character of Chester that Greg, uh, that Greg plays, sometimes reads from sometimes. Yes. And it is horribly vile. Chester Huntington III, entrepreneur and sheikah of romance. Yes. Uh, Sarah's Kitchen is referenced frequently and you may have specifically uh, John Doerr comedian John Doerr there's a uh, big voicemail that he left regarding this oh yeah this was Sarah's Kitchen is always um, disgustingly dirty it's it's not right now it's probably is it's extremely dirty and um, that's kind of a reference for anything. All right. Well, if you're going to throw it down like that, I'm going to go to arguably. <laughs> uh, so sometimes if you ever hear that mentioned, so you'll hear people say or you'll see it in the chat, arguably, uh, arguably minus the G. Uh, because early on in the show, when you hear someone say arguably, Greg is one of the smartest people I know. But he did actually believe that the G in arguably was silent. It's one of my proudest moments of this show <laughs> that I wish I could erase oh, from this so earth awesome. forever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> But nonetheless, there it is. Believe me, I got a lot of very nice emails after that one. All right, so so that's what that references. Um, the crazy cat lady also references to Sarah's apartment where she lives right now, where there was this crazy mean old lady who lived at the end she of the hall. She's so mean. And, uh, and now a, she's dead. And and had a bunch of cats in her in her apartment. Um, it's rumored that she may have died. She just kind of disappeared. But that's who the crazy cat lady is. And there's speculation that Sarah may be becoming the crazy cat lady. I will never become the crazy cat lady. All right. So someone actually in the chat was asking about this. Eunice. Who is Eunice? Eunice is referred to a lot. And Eunice is the name that we have given to the ghost that apparently choked Greg in his bed when he first moved into his house. So whenever anything happens inside of the house, everyone always assumes that it's Eunice because there was a name. There was the name Eunice tied to uh, being on Greg's property at some point in time. Yes, and that's where that is from. Yeah, so that's it's speculation. Uh, someone's Eunice asking is. how long has the crazy cat lady been dead? I think like a year, year and a half maybe. Um. Well, since she moved out or whatever it was, I mean, you. I think, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure now. she died. Yeah. And you know, yeah. damn well her cats were feeding on her horse. Oh yeah, it bedroom. smelled weird. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, soaking into the floorboards oh, in there. Oh. Ew. They did. St- <laughs> I told you. I remember talking about this. They did strip out like stripped the out floor. The mm-hmm. oh, they yeah. stripped the carpeting. The carpeting. <sighs> All right. Um. Mm. Next thing is the uh, little hidden room in Sarah's basement. So this is, it, Sarah lives in an apartment complex that's like, I don't know, four stories tall. There's like hundreds of units in there. And in the basement, though, it's a storage section, but also there is a room that's off to the side. That's fully furnished. That's fully furnished. That's a secret door 
that you can open up and go in there. There's no explanation as far as why it's there. Um, it has a lock on it, although it's frequently not locked. It's never locked. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's and probably locked. we speculate that it is full of things from whoever the killer is in the apartment has been collecting from uh, from different people in the building. Yes, there you go. Uh, also, speaking of little doors, there are the little doors that we reference sometimes in Greg's room. So Greg lives in the attic of his house, and if you hear us talking about the little doors or the mattress or the children's room, that's because Greg, in his house, it's over 100 years old, and he has little doors upstairs that he lives um that are in his room um, that he doesn't open because he fears that they're most likely haunted, one of which contains children's toys and a fully put-together brass bed frame. Yes. Which is fucking creepy. Yes, indeed. It is entirely creepy. Also creepy in my house is something called the Gimp Room. So if you've heard us reference the Gimp Room, and I, I always forget about that just even out in public when I'm talking to yeah, people. Yeah, you talk about it, and it sounds like that's where you like, keep like your bondage. Like, oh no, I've got, <laughs> oh, no, I got my amp down in the Gimp Room. I forget about when I say Gimp Room, people don't know what I'm talking about. So the Gimp Room is it's this room in my basement that it's it was dug out separately from the regular basement, and it's at a lower level, and it's um, the door to it is flush with the wall, so really you'd never really see it unless you knew it was there, and that is what the Gimp Room is. It's a really big room. Birthday rules. Birthday rules that uh, whenever anyone references or asks Greg what they are. Birthday rules are Greg's ridiculous rules on when uh, when people can or cannot celebrate their birthdays based on what day of the week it is, dictated only by him. Yes. And well, he and he changes them uh, to meet his whims every time. Well, no. I mean, there's birthday rules that have to be followed, and I believe okay. everybody should. It's going to be in my manifesto. So, um, also, we need to talk about Keelan. Yes, Keelan King, part of uh, Geek in the City, B-Sides and Besides, and Rip City Bad Boys, and pooping in my backyard. (laughs) So, Keelan and I were roommates for about two years, and uh, what it's it's really referencing is the fact that I had this old roommate, um, I won't say his name, before Keelan, who did, I found out after he moved out, poop in the backyard. Now, I speculated of whether other roommates poop in my backyard. And if well, they were I, backyard poopers. And well, yeah. I can't prove, and I, I certainly have no reason to believe Keelan pooped in the backyard, I also can't You're 100% You're supposed to be explaining why you say that. <laughs> he didn't. That's why. So that's why I'm saying, because he can't ever fully say it. I can't ever fully prove that Keelan didn't poop in the backyard. Something else is when you ever hear Greg say, I'm a man. That's uh, usually a decorative statement that he screams when he does, in fact, say something that is not manly at all. (laughs) (laughs) If you hear Pee-wee references, uh, Pee-wee references are the fact that I love Pee-wee Herman. I will just say this. I absolutely do. And uh, I will end up dressing like him for Halloween sometimes. Yes, and also the gem one. And Jem, yes, Sarah is, Sarah loves to dress up as Jem, Jem, the same cartoon mm-hmm. from the 80s, same exact reason. All right, earlier on in, uh, when we were taping the shows, uh, we always talk about the little girl, you'll hear us sometimes going, hi. When we were early on in the shows and Aaron Duran was in studio with us, we actually recorded audio of some No, weird... this was at my house. This was uh, yeah. in the studio. This was in Greg's spare bedroom, our first studio. So we made a recording in Greg's spare bedroom uh, that was on tape, even though no little girl was in the room and it's clearly someone saying hi. It was totally creepy. Yeah, I'll see if I can find that audio to mm-hmm. play on that. It, it, it is kind of disturbing. Um, Drunk Elvis. Drunk Elvis is a... Not the guy who's downtown. Not that one. Not not Portland's Elvis. (laughs) No, Drunk Elvis is a recording that I found online a long time ago of Drunk Elvis singing happy birthday to someone, the actual Elvis Presley, and that's what we play for people on their birthdays. Country P.I. is when Greg is trying to pretend to be a private investigator, even though he is the furthest thing from it. I'm pretty good. Uh, If you hear us reference someone named Jeff, 
in association with the radio industry. Jeff is a, an ex-radio personality here in Portland. Very ex, like five years. And uh, Jeff is also female who constantly talks about herself online and how amazing she is and how she needs to be hired back into radio, even though it's been five years and she has done nothing. <laughs> Except for <laughs> gripe about the fact that she used to be something. Yes. Um, if you ever hear a Christmas, like if people are talking to Greg and they're like, hey, why don't you put on your Christmas sweater? The reason they say this to Greg is because last year Greg was in an Oregon lottery commercial where he played a character named Bob and it played constantly in Oregon where he was there uh, completely bedazzled in a Christmas sweater. It's so true. people will bring that up sometimes. Florida with trees. Now what this has to do with is a, a completely ridiculous story where somebody does something insane, but it's not from Florida. It's from Washington or Oregon. Yes. Like Washington State. So it should be from Florida, but it's really from here. Florida with trees. Mm-hmm. Hence Florida with trees. Uh, shame chips. If you hear us talking about that, shame chips are Greg's chips of shame that he eats. He likes to hide them, squirrel them away, if you will, likes to eat his chips when nobody's looking, and then people catch him, and he still eats some more. So uh, that's why he calls them shame chips, because he's always ashamed of them, yet he eats them anyway. Along with the Florida thing, the Port St. Port St. Lucie reference is is something that is particularly crazy, because Port St. Lucie is full of absolutely insane people, at least according to all the stories that come out of there, people eating each other and uh, a lot of crotch cutting some butt injections so if it's a crazy story it sounds like it's something from Port St. Lucie okay speaking of crazy stories if you ever hear Greg reference to himself as the avocado king (laughs) Greg decided to after I think for uh, last year for my birthday Greg uh, offered to clean my clean my kitchen for me that was before I was the adult that I am now and totally have the clean kitchen right Um, so uh, after Greg had cleaned my kitchen with a bunch of chemicals he went home where he started hallucinating because he ingested so many chemicals and maybe things in my kitchen that were floating in the air uh, and then went back to his house where he danced around and sang to all the pets in the house that he was uh, the avocado king <laughs> and made songs up about it and kind of lost his mind. Sound I, any less crazy. I it's did do I know, that. right? <laughs> I actually did do that. It was weird. I snapped two afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, um, another reference. Oh, Courage. Mm-hmm. If you hear about my band Courage. So Courage is in fact um My band, it's very Spinal Tap-esque. We dress up on stage. We've had the band for like 12 years, and we'll do reunions every couple of years. And um, we dress up on stage and all this. Now, at one point, our friend Scott Daly's lovely uh, fiancé, Lily, thought that we were actually just an air (laughs) band who didn't actually play music. We have three albums out, a live album, a DVD. It's all original music. We actually play our instruments. It is a real band, although it's a, you know, a bit of a satirical band. There you go. Uh, Of course, there's Miss Butters. Now, Madam Butters has been our mascot, and she will forever be our mascot. She is Greg's very beloved and now deceased uh, pet who, who died earlier this year, but she was the funniest dog I have ever met. And she ate everything. Ate everything in the world. Yes, she did. And uh, she had crazy, uh, like crazy. She had one uh, beautiful light blue eye and one brown eye, and she is very missed. But if you ever hear us talk about butters, that's because yes, that's indeed. why. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst story ever. So the worst story ever happened when we had Brian and Lisa Wood on the show. They are owners of Big Ass Sandwiches here in town, and they had a friend who uh, they they were talking about a friend of theirs who told one of the worst things that yep. we've ever heard. Yep. We actually it's one of the few times we've ever taken anything out of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I believe. WorstStoryEverTold.com still has it on there, which if you go to that website. And also, at our very first listener party, we had that listener come and regale the audience with the tale live. It's, it's messed up. 
<laughs> when we were talking about how butters ate everything, Keelan just piped in with, including $100 worth of Egyptian saffron. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, God. I remember that day sitting in there in the living room. And oh, God. Keelan's like, what's that on the floor? And I'm just And I like, thought it was like maybe because we were all hanging out there and I thought maybe she'd gotten into my makeup and like bit one of my blushes or something. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? And then what Keelan's is like, that? no, 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 no. Oh, no. Yeah, it was $100 worth of Egyptian saffron that his mom brought back from Egypt. <laughs> from the actual. Yeah. I'm the great killer of rats, though. Giant rats. <laughs> yes, she was. The yes, brothers did kill some rats. <laughs> um, all right. If you hear us say the phrase, or if people are asking if you see in the chat, is Greg taking off his clothes yet? <laughs> so this means something specific. So this is a reference to Greg, because he has this thing that he does when he's upset. Is He so he doesn't strip down naked, but he starts to take off articles of clothing the more frustrated he gets. Usually it starts with a sweatshirt, then goes the hat, then go the shoes, then it's like a, like as many clothes. He, he does. He's never stripped down. But if you hear, not here. <laughs> all right, Greg runs around nude in his house when things aren't going right. <laughs> things go bad enough. I'll oh, end up in my boxes. Another temper tantrum. Yeah, <laughs> he's naked again, running around the house. So basically, if there's a problem he's going on and <laughs> and you hear me ask or you hear anybody else ask, uh, Greg, are you taking off your clothes? That's why, because whenever Greg is trying to work something out, he decides to have an impromptu striptease. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. If you hear the term, the the name Amber Destiny. Amber Destiny is the name of the stripper alarm clock here at the studio that my brother got me for Christmas years ago. And uh, Amber Destiny, the reason she's called that, we came up with the name Destiny because she's a stripper. She had to have a name. She sure did. And then it turns out she looks exactly like my best friend's wife, Amber. <laughs> like, to it, it's weird. Creepy. Amber even looked at it and she's like, holy shit, that, that bitch has my face. Yes. Yeah. So that is Amber Destiny. I forgot Destiny. about Amber Destiny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's in the other room. She just needs some batteries. Maybe she just needs a little tuggy. <laughs> um, people who did not know us before the podcast, we wanted to let you know, of course, uh, Rick Emerson. You heard us talk about Rick Emerson, the Rick Emerson show. Uh, we're both formerly of the Rick Emerson show, which was a fantastic local talk show here in uh, here in town. I worked there from 2002 to 2009 when we were fired. Greg and I worked together for the last couple of years on the show. And yeah, Rick, um, and we were fired from Rock uh, 101 KUFO in 2009. Now, Rick still lives in Portland as a published author and keeps busy at doing what he does, which nobody knows, so don't ask. Yes, and also, yeah, everyone always asks Sarah and I, what's Rick up to these days? There's your answer. We yes. don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Building bombs, sending them off to people, Unabomber style. He's never doing that. <laughs> That's Tuggy. That's Tuggy. <laughs> the previous statement was exclusively from Tuggy. Mm. Sorry. All right, we just got a couple more, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, Tropical summer. Tropical summer is yeah. what Sarah calls the pool at this apartment complex that she goes to every year where she pretends to live there. She's got a pool pass. Five years and running. That uh, someone gave her at one point, And she goes over there, pretends that she lives there, uses their pool, and then leaves. She calls that tropical summer. That is my tropical summer. Yes. Uh, how many more do you have over there, Greg? I've got three more. All right. Why don't you do a couple more and then I'll do my last one because I only have one left. Okay. All right. Um, the uh, semantic bitch. Hmm. <laughs> Now, you will hear this come up. Greg will call me that sometimes. He'll be like, God, you're such a semantic bitch. <laughs> yeah, there is a reason for that. And another reason I realized like, afterwards, oh, people may not know why I'm calling you a semantic bitch. Uh, that is because that's what Michael Ian Black, <laughs> yes, Michael Ian Black of the state and many other things, uh, called Sarah on our show when he was here on here. We were having a dispute about whether uh, about gremlins and like what time they can actually, when actually is midnight, when you can feed them time zones. And uh, he ended up calling Sarah a semantic bitch. Yeah. Over the issue. Yeah, because he's a bitch. Uh, <laughs> wait, here, there are a couple of questions in the chat, so I'm gonna, I'll okay. pipe in. Uh, classy as fuck winter. You'll hear some people reference that sometimes. Classy as fuck winter was when I decided that I was going to 
Be classy as fuck for the winter. I think this was like in 2010. Maybe I think it was the like the second year that was we that were your doing two, this. Two two winter. Two two winter was 2009. Okay. I like to what the basically the bottom line is. I name my seasons. Yes. Yes. That is that is kind of the bottom that line. that is kind of my bottom line. She names them all. Mm-hmm. Um, meth head neighbors. So in, if you ever hear me talking about my meth head neighbors, that's exactly what they are. These neighbors of mine. I live in a pretty good neighborhood. I own a home in Southeast Portland. Except for the fact that my next door neighbors that I share a fence with are complete meth heads. They've been there since before I own the house. They will probably outlive all of us. Oh, and they sure will. There's a million stories that have, have gone on through this, uh, through Fun Employment Radio of things that they have done. But that is what we're talking about. In particular, I also name the meth head neighbors. So if you hear me talk about Lumpy, that is one of the guys that comes over to the, to the neighbor's house. And he has a giant growth on his cheek. Um, it's, it's enormous, and he always glares at everyone and spits on things. Mm. That's what he does. So he that's sure lumpy. does. <laughs> um, my final one, and it's been brought up in the chat a couple times. Poops on poops. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, poops on poops. <laughs> no, I'm, we won't say his name, but Tuggy was friends with poops on poops oh, as well. Oh, really? Poops. You knew him? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically, here, this is how I wrote it out because I was trying to be like diplomatic about this. So, uh, Poops on Poops, this was early in the show. Actually, there were bands named after this. I think there was a band somewhere. Band in Texas. A band in Texas yeah. named their band Poops on Poops after this. Uh, basically, I lived in an apartment building uh, with, a, with my friend lived in this, the same apartment building with me. It was a small one. It was like a house in a make, like a house turned into a makeshift apartment building in Southeast Portland. And my friend lived up there, but unbeknownst to me, he had become a super crackhead and he decided to leave. To, there, there were knife fights. Uh, I saw him being chased with a knife through, through my hallway. Like it was really crazy. So, uh, at one point he was out of town and he was just like, Hey, I need you to go up and check on my dog because he was on like a crack binge. And I went up there and it was just the grossest thing I've ever seen. The, the refrigerator was dark green covered in mold there was garbage everywhere and uh walked into the bathroom and the toilet was over the seat with filling it was the it was i was uh it was unreal yet he presented himself as a very nice businessman in life yet he lived in he lived with the More giant suits th- he drove a nice car he did oh absolutely but couldn't was, flush his toilet apparently could not yeah. flush his toilet and, and there like was just a, there was a Ugh. mountain in his toilet <laughs> oh that's so gross that is so gross um one final one people did ask about is walter if you hear walter it's referring to most likely referring to a dog, which was uh, my former roommate Ryan's dog. Last year, Walter went missing out of our house for 22 days mm. before he was found. It was a miserable time trying to find him, but did find him completely unscathed, returned, and um, but it was uh, it was it was quite a fiasco. There's also the Adventures of Walter, which is a recurring series on this show where um, well, it's left to the imagination of what Walter was up to. But that's what those stories are. Mm. Amazing things, amazing, amazing things Walter amazing was involved things. with. Oh, Walter! <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That at least is some of it. I'm seeing some other things in the in the chat of of things people want reference. Maybe just send us an email. And what we're going to do is we'll cut out this little piece of audio and put that online. And we'll put we'll put together a page that is the Fun Employment Radio FAQ or Encyclopedia or whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Where you guys can uh, can go at least reference what some of the things are that we're talking about. Yes. There we go. I just love hearing the Leonard Cohen music again. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I haven't had a Mickey's in a while. That I feel lightened old. me so much. Now I understand <laughs> what's going on in the show. Well, well, after four years of time, there's a lot of stuff you know just gets built up because more I'll, than I ever thought. <laughs> I would actually, I'll meet people sometimes, and they're like, "Hey, love the show," but I don't get exactly what you mean when you're talking about like Vuvuzela or like if you're talking yeah. about stripper soup, which stripper soup is at Tropical Summer, which is where uh, strippers used to hang out and bathe and soak in there. Not anymore. And so, not anymore. <laughs> not not anymore. anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, it's being requested in the chat since this is a drinking show that we have a little sip of Sinfire. Oh, God. Well, thank you to John and Boring, who was gracious enough to bring us a bottle of Sinfire. And thank you to Toogie, which Who is also Tuggy. brought us up. You should explain that. That and took t- me forever to understand. Oh, Tuggy. So Tuggy is uh, one of my best friends in the entire world. Uh, I call him my brother. We're not by blood related, but we might as well be related because he is. My, we've been best friends for about 10 years. And I just call him Toogie because uh, one day we were joking about how what I'm going to be like rich and famous and I won't remember your name. And so I'm just going to call you Toogie. <laughs> and <laughs> so I just call him that. Cigarette pack and yeah, that's when we almost got kicked out of... Uh, the McMinimins. Yeah, Edge. What? No. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something that would Not at years. all. <laughs> all right, so we have not one but two. So what we were going to do is we were going to be good. We were only going to bring one pint of Sinfire, but then we were gifted another pint of Sinfire. So now we basically... Is that a fifth? Is that, would it be four that make a fifth? Should I go find some shot glasses? Maybe you should. Sure. All right. Well, one of the other things we wanted to do here with the show today is, since it was four years ago today and our regular segments that we do, Sarah does World of Crazy which is the entirely crazy things that happen in the yes. world. And I do ball talk where I make fun of different things associated with sports. And so what Greg and I decided to do, since it has been four years, what we wanted to do is kind of maybe take a step back in time. Yeah. And what we did <laughs> is we actually compiled our segments, not of World of Crazy or Ball Talk from today, but World of Crazy and Ball Talk from Yes. All right. And if anyone is asking the question for the dance gang, the dance gang was UA1. We'll put all of these things into the encyclopedia. Send yes. us emails. Send us emails em- with your questions, and then we can totally yeah, yeah, put them all in. Send us an email to funemploymentradio at gmail.com, and then uh, we'll put all of that together into a, a fine dossier. A dossier, if you will. Yes, the Fun Employment Radio dossier. If you want to grab we'll another mug, we can make a shot glass out of that, that one. True. Yeah. We can make a shot glass out of anything. Yeah. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to World of Crazy. Circa 2009. Crazy. First up. Hang on, I have so many pages from all the stuff that we've written today. I'm going to find my <laughs> world of, my 2009 World of Crazy. Not that, not it, not it. There we go. Here we go, World of Crazy. First up. November 5th, 2009. A study shows... That Uma Thurman's yellow jumpsuit from Kill Bill has been voted the most popular Halloween costume this year. (laughs) The outfit from the Quentin Tarantino movie is the most searched for costume. Followed by number two, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Also in the top five search for Halloween costumes were the Beatles, Jack Skellington, again from uh, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, and the Ninja Turtles. Those could actually apply today. Although, didn't uh, Kill Bill come out way before 2009? Yeah, for some reason, that was the... No, maybe it came out... Was it around then? I don't... If it was the top costume, I'm sure it was. Wow. It had to be around there. Oh, boy. Greg? Here we go. 
You can go do a walk if you need to, Greg. Cheers. I can fill in for a minute. Cheers. Yeah, when Greg takes a walk, that means he's going to vomit. <laughs> oh, God, that's it part. Oh. For the less committed trick-or-treaters, just opting for a mask rather than a full costume, the number one costume was Batman. Uh, Barack Obama actually made masks are the second most uh, worn for that year. So it was Batman and Barack Obama. Hey, I remember this story. Hey, guys, do you remember when? A dating website has just been launched with guarantee, which uh, guarantees an attractive date because it only allows beautiful members. <laughs> now, would-be members have to submit a photo of themselves, which current members use to decide if they are attractive enough to join the dating site. So this dating site is called beautifulpeople.com. No defunct. Uh, and over the 48 Shut. hours that you submit <laughs> your picture... The beautiful people community can vote on whether or not you are hot or not. If not, you are not allowed to join their community. Didn't we? We set up a profile for me. We on sure that. did. I don't yeah. think we made it. <laughs> I did not make it into the beautiful people. <laughs> These are all going to be shorter stories because finding <clears throat> oh, yeah. stories from two years, excuse me, four years ago, November fifth, two thousand nine. When zebras at a Gaza zoo took ill, bosses didn't want to disappoint visiting children who were visiting to see the zebras, so they decided to paint donkeys as them. I remember this story, actually. This is what's kind of weird. I remember these. The owner of Maraland Zoo in Gaza City said that when their zebras took ill, they couldn't afford the $40,000 that it would cost to import more zebras. Now, as a result, the staff got a little crafty and decided to use black hair dye on white female donkeys, <laughs> painting stripes on them and creating faux zebras. Why not? You can get away with it. Hey, they're kids. That's basically yeah. a zebra, on, right? Exactly. They're seeing zebras. I mean, so what? it's a horse with stripes, basically. Which is going to hurt. So sure. basically, they just made a horse with stripes. Yeah. Um, so actually, the children, like nobody, this made a news story because people figured out, you know, that had eyeballs that uh, <laughs> that they were painted on. However, the children were very excited at the zoo that they were able to see real life zebras, even though in fact they were painted donkeys. Did you have another story that used dogs as lions? Or yes. Something like that? that was more recent. That was from yeah. a Chinese zoo, I think. Right. Next up, a Brazilian man appears at his own funeral. A 59-year-old Brazilian man surprised his family by turning up at his own funeral. Adamer Jorge Concalves, a bricklayer, had identified himself as the victim of a car crash. Uh, so, victim, so police told the newspaper that uh, relatives had trouble identifying the corpse because it was badly disfigured. Then they assumed that it was this man. So he did not actually get word of his funeral until it was already happening when he decided to go over to his relative's house to see what they were doing when they were, in fact, having a funeral for him that wasn't him. (laughs) Uh, The body was correctly identified later and was buried in another state, although it was uh, very much to the shock of his living relatives who had since been mourning his death. All of these stories could apply right now. Like, they they could actually, you could tell me these just happened. I, I might believe that one, actually. Uh, just so you know, someone's bringing up the, tonk- the donkey screamed and the children cried. I was praying <laughs> among prayers that that happened in November. Donkey scream. That'd be awesome to the go to your own funeral, though. Cry. You can see you comes. So you can see who's crying. Oh, yeah. See who cares. Oh, I'd be making a list if I oh. showed up. <laughs> I, yeah. I know you would. <laughs> I would be like, uh, okay, you don't, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. Why are you doing? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, look at all the beautiful women crying at my funeral. <laughs> oh, do you think it'll be full of beautiful women, Doogie? Oh, Greg's probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll be like, why the hell didn't you talk to me I would just have while I was of, alive? I would have a bunch of bar owners <laughs> crying at my funeral. <laughs> 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 Who's going to support How are we going to pay, <laughs> pay the fucking bills? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, the story out of Seoul. Seoul? Seoul. Really? Seoul. 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 Thank you. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Sarah, what's the capital of uh, Columbia? Shut (laughs) up. Oh, wow. She's a worldly woman, this Sarah Dillon. <laughs> Always learning something new from Sarah. <laughs> Out of Seoul, <laughs> South Korea. A woman who has tried to pass the written exam for a driver's license with near daily attempts since April of 2005, this was on November 5th of 2009, has finally succeeded on her 950th oh, time. Jesus. The aspiring driver spent more than five million won or four thousand two hundred dollars in application fees, but until now has failed to score the minimum sixty possible out of a hundred points needed to <laughs> get a, behind the wheel for a driving test. That's a D minus. Thank God she's on the road, huh? <laughs> yeah, so she took it nine hundred and fifty times. Her name is Cha Sasun, sixty-eight years young, uh, finally passed the written exam. With a score of 60, today, a police official, well, today, four years ago today, uh, a police official, the driver's license agency said, uh, police said that Cha Sasun took the test 950 times. Now she must pass a driving test before getting her license. Now, repeated calls to Cha Sasun seeking comment went unanswered. However, she did tell the Korea Times newspaper she needed her license for her vegetable selling business. Vegetables aren't selling themselves. John and Boring, which is a tradition here also on Fun Employment Radio of saying creepy things, said she took it 960 times. I think I watched that porn once. <laughs> so Nice. Nice, John. John. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> well, there you go, you guys. That's your 2009 World of Crazy. Something like listening to old news. <laughs> old news is good news, Tuggy. <laughs> All right, well, I've also got um, some ball talk from 2009. So it's it's oh, from the month of balls. November. They're very old balls, very squirrely balls. And so Ew. <laughs> So I've got I've got a few here. And I have You got a few course, old balls over there. I got there? a few old balls I'd like to regale you with. Damn this Mickey's! I can't. I forgot how. Dude, what was my tolerance in two thousand nine? It'll hit you. Seriously, dude, we had a ridiculous tolerance. I'm scared of two thousand nine, Greg. Where's your shot? It's right there. I'm working on it. Where is it? It's not called a sip, Greg. (laughs) Words of wisdom. Oh man! Again, let me just tell you, we're taking the bus, so don't you fret. Nary you fret. We haven't done a drunk show in probably a year since the last anniversary, I would guess, around then. Oh, I think so. I mean, we've had like a couple of drinks or something. Like when Matt from the Secret Society, one of our fine sponsors, comes in. Oh, yes. 
Or Amaya and Leah from Lost and Found, one of our yes, fine sponsors, absolutely. comes in. Mm-hmm. Or then we'll afterwards go to PDX Asylum, one of our other fine sponsors on 37th and Hawthorne. Oh my gosh. And then when the rain stops, I'd love to go back to the bike gallery and get on those two wheels and ride around. Oh, that sounds like a great I idea. Know. Boy, you know, in the meantime, while it's raining, sometimes I like to go online and buy things. I go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. That's insane. I know. Wow. You know, they actually just talk like this in real life. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even need mics. This is exactly what they say. <laughs> We're paid to talk. <laughs> I'm like, really, guys? We're doing this again? <laughs> can you stop? Can I pay extra to cut the commercials yeah, out? Yeah, please. <laughs> of our friendship? Didn't I buy these shots? I'm just gonna I start, don't need the commercial. I'm just going to start dropping our website in normal conversation. Like, you already do. Hey, how's it going today? You know, I was having a really good time, funemploymentradio.com, and I was just wondering what you've been up to. <laughs> All right. In 2009, November, balls. <laughs> that was Tiger that Woods. Was smooth. <laughs> Was seriously injured in an accident today when he hit a fire hydrant outside of his tree. Oh no! Or outside of his house. God damn it! It's already fucking hitting me. <laughs> when he hit a outside fire hydrant. Of his tree. <laughs> I was wondering where you were oh going. Oh my god! With that. Was this the Elon Norgan? Is this the baseball bat? Let me. I'm sorry. God. I got so excited. I'm sorry. It's already been ruined. It's four years old. Well, it is four years old. I'm trying not to spoil <laughs> it. For Spoilers. People. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, Tiger Woods, yes, hit a fire hydrant and then a tree outside of his Isleworth home early on Friday morning, and uh, he had his uh, black Cadillac Escalade. He was taken to the hospital, seriously injured, although it's reporting that he is recovering. Update at 10.45 p.m., Tiger's wife, Elin, apparently rescued him with a glass-smashing golf club after the accident. Update at 11.45 p.m., Tiger's injuries were caused by a domestic dispute over (laughs) infidelity with wife, Elin Nordgren. We're told he and his wife had confronted him, or we're told he and his wife had uh, confronted him about reports that he was seeing another woman. Actually, that is what this one says. Um, the argument got heated out, according to our source. Was this before all the hookers? This was right when all that stuff was coming out. So this is pre-hooker. This is pre-hooker. <gasps> That's yeah. so It was all awesome. happening in that same month where things were coming out. So, yeah, this is uh, Tiger Woods. And I love how they thought he got in an accident, and then they thought Elin Nordgren rescued him <laughs> with a golf club. Like, no, she smashed smash the shit out of that. <sighs> Another news. Hold 2009. Oh Hold it together, Greg. This is why oh I don't drink God. and broadcast anymore. Anyway. I love drunk Greg. Let me just tell you, Greg never fucking relaxes except for like when he does this. this you know is what the I miss, though? I miss the stocking cap right now. That's when you can give the, judge. the drunk tilt. The drunk I do have a tell when he my stocking cap starts creeping towards my eyes. It means I'm. Tucky, uh, he needs some more sunfire. Oh, dude. Moving on. Uh, in uh, 2009 news, Allen Iverson has announced his retirement from no. the NBA. The only reason I say that is uh, because just this week, I, when I was doing regular ball talk, I was getting ready for that in case we did it. Allen Iverson announced his retirement. So he announced his retirement in 2009 about this time, and he's announcing it again. Right now, Allen Iverson retired. Actually, okay, so here's a story that I looked up. I found this website that had 2009 archived uh, stories. I don't remember ever talking about this, and I wish I had known about it. So during an interview with 60 Minutes that aired in 2009, James Cameron revealed that he had someone else in mind for the role of Terminator. Or not he, but high-level executives had someone else in mind for the role of Terminator. And it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was... O.J. Simpson. Oh, oh yeah. I remember that story. I do remember you telling. Okay, that did story. I talk about this in two thousand nine? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, so, you did. so yeah. Apparently, high level executives wanted O.J. Simpson to is be. That's the Terminator. so inappropriate now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Did you say it was James Cameron? James. Well, James Cameron is saying he was talking about uh, 
Directed James Terminator. Cameron's a dick. Do you want to know what he the, called Kate Winslet? Kate Fatlet. To her face. Moving on to ball talk. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking God. This is why we don't drink on the show anymore. Yeah, we're going to... Is this fisticuffs? Oh, God. I'm just going to sit here and shut the fuck up. That's what I'm going to do. Moving on in ball talk. <laughs> Mike Tyson was arrested today on suspicion of battery following an alleged altercation with a photographer at Los Angeles International Airport. So you think about that four years ago, that's when he got arrested for beating up somebody at the airport. Since then, he's starred in at least two of the uh, Hangover movies. And his pigeon thing, right? He's become a pigeon racer. He had a one-man show that toured around, and now he's got a giant HBO special. Like, he's gone from beating people up at the airport in four years to now where, where he is. I'm actually saying uh, that's, that's, that's a pretty good job. Good job, for, good job for Mike Tyson. Not a total Betty, but a vast improvement. <laughs> it's definitely made his mark now in pop culture That's for sure It's true Alright, finally in ball talk we'll do this one There is a bit of a scandal erupting in the state of South Carolina Because the Clemson-South Carolina football game Has been delayed So it's been delayed The start time was given at noon Actually, uh, excuse me, it was moved up To a start time of noon And this is uh, a big uh, to-do in Palmetto In the Palmetto Scoop in South Carolina. The big scoop. The reason, because the Miley Cyrus is playing in town in Columbiana. That's this Saturday night with her new hit, Party in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, school officials decided to change the time of the game. You know what we should, uh, we should allow Greg to oh do? Oh, my God. Is we should allow you to do redo some of your predictions. Of 2009 football games. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> Which we're all correct, all so it's really, there's nothing really to redo. It's all correct. All correct. Never mind being correct. And finally, Ball Talk, we have this. This is a song that didn't necessarily come out in 2009, but it is probably one of my favorite Ball Talk songs that we've ever had on here. Uh oh, does it have boobs in the video? It has to do with World Cup 2010. <gasps> And somebody who got a little bit famous around that time. By the name of Paul the Octopus. <gasps> Paul the yes! Octopus, of course, from Germany. Yes! yes! Where he made predictions <laughs> about the outcome of uh, many of the matches. Right on almost all of them, just like I am with my predictions. So much so that there was a song written about him. This is Paul the Octopus. <gasps> yes! Chanting. Paul, Paul, we love Paul. 
Tuggy's doing it too. I am not. Can't see any of this. <laughs> Paul the Octopus. Oh God, that's my favorite. It's from 2010, but it's still. You know what? Over it three years ago, this. I think it still counts. Yes. And there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk 2009. Old balls. I'm old balls, the Greg. Oldest balls. <laughs> the oldest of balls. The oldest. The oldest of balls. All right. Um, well, we should probably take a break since uh, Mr. I think Bill we Oakley should, is um, be arriving here in just a minute. I do know somebody that wrote a I'm feeling a little drunk. Uh, I do know somebody that wrote a poem, but maybe we should wait until uh, Bill gets here. I think so. I mean, might as well let him. I he, do he not. He knows how crazy we are. Bill is our buddy, and he will not give two shits that I have a shark on a stick that wants to tell a poem. <laughs> I know this for a fact. Excellent. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back here. Oh, what? Oh. We'll be back here in Seriously? just a moment. Just Holy you- crap, there are so many amazing things. You guys who are posting all these things in the uh, live chat of putting our faces on ridiculous stuff, please post those on our Facebook page. Please do. Fun Employment Radio so that we we'll can pick share one those an hour with everyone. And put them on, make them our they are, pitch, uh, profile They are fantastic. <laughs> they are truly fantastic. Fantastic. And somebody posted the link of you doing the Calvin Johnson. Oh, Jesus. No. Yeah, I think that's we not need necessary. to share that again. All right. All right. Here we go. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fun Employment Radio, and that's a uh, the full dot-com scenario. Uh, and you're listening to, well, not at the moment, uh, I'm Reese Darby. I uh, should have said that at the beginning. But after me, uh, you'll be listening to Nibbler and Dylan. Always a good laugh there. Uh, so enjoy them, and I'll see you next time. It is my favorite bumper, but Bill Oakley did request it. It's true. Well, yeah. something for the <laughs> something for the archives, we should put all of our bumpers that we have oh, into God, that. Oh, we have so many of them. There's tons of them. I think It is awesome. You know who we don't idea. have a bumper from, though? Who? Is our next guest. The one and only? The one and only. Ladies and gentlemen, we talked about it earlier today. And he's joining us right now. Mr. Bill Oakley. Hi, everyone. Hi, Bill Bill Oakley. Oakley. (laughs) Hi, my name is Bill Oakley. (laughs) Hello, this is Bill Oakley. We got a bit of all right here today on Fun Employment Radio. No, so we were going through the bumpers. I'm like, Bill, which one do you want? And he went for Reese Darby. Which is my favorite, Starby which again... very cool. He's very cool, which solidifies again why you're one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> it and is. Well, and, it's, it's true. I mean, the last time... I mean, we've seen Bill outside of doing the show, but the last time that Bill was on the show, was that the old studio? It was when he happened to be walking by. Yes, and yeah. I, saw your, I saw your hat in the window, <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're on the air, and there's probably some free beer in there, so I'm going to go knock on the door. <laughs> we always have free beer for you, Bill. <laughs> well, and then when we first started the show, we were at uh, the, the Nibbler Home the Studios. Casa de Nibbler. Yes, the spare bedroom. Is Bill was actually... Call, we called it Casa de Nibbler, I Casa think. de Nibbler, Nibbler Home Studios... I think both of those mm. both of those applied. Uh, Bill was one of the first guests that we ever really had on the show. Like within the first month, I would say. Did we peaked. Yeah, we I had wanted a month to be early. I, it's been downhill ever I since. I had to use a little bit of um of of grease to get on the show, you know, because it was Rick Emerson. <laughs> I read about the show. Um, I guess there was some article. Was it in the Oregonian or Willamette Week when you guys first started? There the was show? a couple. I think there was one in each. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure which started. one. 
Well, and I mean, we had a pretty good all, one. They were in all of them. That's that, why, though. <laughs> and it sounded really cool. And I was like, oh, man, how am I going to get invited on that show? <laughs> so I was on Rick Emerson's show. And I was like, hey, could, you, could you just mention maybe to um, Sarah, Sarah X. Dillon and, and, and Greg, Greg Nibler that, I, that, I, <laughs> <laughs> that I, I'd be cool with being a guest if they wanted to ask? And then <laughs> thus the relationship uh, sprang forth. Well, yeah. and let us tell you, Bill Oakley, when we were asking people yesterday who they wanted to have as a guest for our, our four-year episode. We have both of them. You and Mr. Tuggy right there. Hey-o. That's fantastic. We won out right now, so we are so excited. Let's give a let's give a good steel reserve Woo. cheers to that right now. And we need to explain. So Bill um, Bill's drink of choice when he comes at least on our show is Steel Reserve. Yes, Steel Reserve, the malt liquor steel reserve. And And sometimes Colt forty five. I remember we Colt forty five do under the table. Yes, Colt, and that's what I was going to bring up. The last time uh, we hung out at a bar, or at least it, maybe that wasn't the last time, but I remember we went to a bar in, near where both of us live, and I tried to keep up with you with Colt 45s, and I have not had that big of a hangover in years. Bill just because is I tried unfazed. to keep up. And it, it has to be said, I'm at least twice your size. It's not, true. Not three times your size. <laughs> but, right, and, let's but, just, and let's be honest, Bill is a svelte guy. He's exaggerating. He's like taller than Greg. Well, he's but way taller both, than me. He's way, He's like two of me. Everybody is. So, but I thought I could keep uh, Colt 45 or Colt 45 with Bill. I could not. And I remember at one point I was like, well, I got to go. I got to go home. Got to go work on some stuff. And it was because I was bordering on having to go for a walk because I was Which trying to slug for down. for a walk means that Greg seems to go outside <laughs> Yeah, and, but it was at least vomit. three or four that I was in, yeah. I think, at that point. It's so impressive. It is. It's so impressive. It is. Well, Mr. Oakley. Hi. Hi. You look so dapper. Thank you. Well, you know, this is a special occasion. So I decided, is this the first time anyone has ever worn a tie in this place? Do you want me to say yes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a very nice studio. You're usually required to have a tie. Uh, I was no, actually I have worn a suit to this place. Okay, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually reprimanding Tuggy for not wearing his tie today. It's, it was, no, but it, it's the first time a Bill Oakley has worn a tie. Yeah, well, it's a special here. occasion. I wanted to you I know. Know, look nice. Plus, it's, this kind of shirt looks a little dumpy if you don't have a tie or something on, you know. So, I Bill, thought it, with your rich legs, you could never look dumpy. <laughs> Rich it's legs. not the leg season, though. You know, you gotta hey, wear the long pants in the fall, you and can't then yeah, I, I, I don't have, I don't attract as much attention, <laughs> so I have to do something else. You don't Me and Greg are thanking that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, you're always constantly busy. So, Bill has a has a very colorful, uh, creative past. Well, and any for any of our newer listeners who may not know. Um, then you don't deserve to be on the internet because you should know who Bill Oakley is. You should is. know who Bill Oakley yeah. is. Executive I love producer. embarrassing him, by the way. <laughs> Executive <laughs> producer of The Simpsons. Producer of Sportlandia. Or Portlandia. I just said Sportlandia. Just said Sportlandia. Portlandia. Greg has had some Malt drinks. Liquor. I've had a couple of drinks. <laughs> also, Man- creator of Mission Hill. Mission Hill. Mm-hmm. Which we've already seen tweets for people that, uh, since you were coming on here, like, ask about Mission Hill, ask about Mission Hill. Many, 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 many different amazing, awesome things that Bill Oakley's been a part of. So do yourself a favor and, and Google Bill Oakley. Yes. So, Bill, what have you been up to lately? A man of your of your caliber is always into different things. What is, like, what's all, going on? You know, it's always just, it's just, a lot of it is writing. Uh, I'm writing, f- I'm in the various stages of about four or five different TV pilots, um, and they're like, you know, my goal, uh, I should make this clear that in, that doesn't mean they're going to get made. 
You know, in TV, uh, just like in movies, for every movie that you see on the screen, there's probably a thousand scripts written that just went right into the file cabinet mm-hmm. or, so, or, or the digital equivalent of that. TV is very much the same. Um, however, uh, the good thing is that I get paid to write those scripts. So I'm, uh, <laughs> so I'm working on all sorts of different projects because I, uh, I prefer to work on my own things that I can be in charge of. So I'm out there uh, selling them, writing them, and hopefully getting them made. At some point. That's what I'm doing right now. So do you have anything in particular that you can talk about right now that you are working on and excited about? I have two things that I, I want uh, to discuss on the air today. <laughs> uh, first, I'm working on a show. Uh, okay. she's waiting, she's Sarah has been bully. bullying. She has been bullying all of us about drinking All I'm saying is that I was very drinking. excited. We went to two separate stores to find try to find Bill Oakley, his beverage of choice. You guys are so thoughtful. I swear. That's <laughs> we awesome. love you. We wanted to make sure that you were, we that you were comfortable and happy. And uh, surprisingly, not many places sell the Steel Reserve, as, as we thought. So, yeah. But really? the same place yeah. that sold the Steel Reserve sold the Mickeys. It's true. So it was the best place mm, in yes. the world, basically. Cool. All right. So tell okay. us. So uh, just, I, I do have one thing that actually is going to be on the air next year. Um, I, but it's 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 a small thing, but I did it pretty much for fun. There's a show coming on Comedy Central next year called Trip Tank, which is basically like, if you remember from the 90s, a show called Liquid Television on MTV. Yeah. Yes. That, it was a lot of short animated things. And mm-hmm. Trip Tank is very much like that. Uh, they just have solicited, they, they sort of solicited, I don't know, a lot of different comedy writers and comedians to just make the animated thing that you always wanted to make um, without, uh, you know, we're not going to pay you very much, but on the other hand, you can do whatever you want. So I've made a show that is called uh, Flower Team, Kill Team, Go. (laughs) What is a Flower Team, Kill Team, Go? Flower Team, Kill Team, Go. All right. It's a Japanese-style short. Um, It's it's about four um, Japanese schoolgirl assassins who are sent to um, high school in Texas, kind of a Friday Night Lights type of place. (laughs) Okay. um, Because the – their bo- Yakuza boss in Tokyo wants to start moving in on, like, the cartels, local cartels. Okay. But they also have to go to high school uh, in rural Texas. Uh, so it's extremely violent. Um, it's I would say it's pretty politically incorrect. The characters are obviously inspired by um, Gogo Yubari from Kill Bill, if you remember her. She was the Japanese schoolgirl assassin. But now we have four yep. of them, and they all have different personalities. Uh, and they... Um, I guess I'd say there's a lot of violence, but not in the school. I have to be very careful about that. So, yes, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Separation, uh, yeah. separation there. <laughs> so that will be you'll you'll start seeing those. I assume sometime in the spring on the show Trip Tank on Comedy Central, which has not even yet been announced. So that's a uh, that's a piece of news. So that's great. Is Exclusive. it going to be like a half hour show? Or I think it's probably going to be just you know like five minutes of. It's gonna. It's the show is five minutes long, so it's part of this larger thing. I miss that. God, that was such a great time in television. Well, yeah, and that must be kind of cool just to get to do whatever you want. Like, yes, it's like, really. I mean, that, it's so I've wanted to do this project for a very long time, um, and I finally they finally were just. It, what do you have that you could never do? You could never get on the air somewhere else. Uh, and this was it. And, um, you know, the pay is commensurate with the freedom. Usually if there's no freedom, there's a lot of pay and vice versa. So it was more of a fun passion that. project. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Four oh, years. Fun oh, radio. So freedom. <laughs> <laughs> We're just rolling it. <laughs> you guys have all the freedom you want. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like when Pull we have been era. offered terrestrial radio jobs, it's like, yeah, but then I'd have to give up something that's more, you know, than a monetary thing. Pull up in our podcast Lamborghinis that we all <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell about our podcast. <laughs> so what? So you said yeah, you have I have a one other things. project that is only in the script stage, and I'm 
keeping my fingers crossed that it will eventually get made. This is another passion project, but it is much. I think it's 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 also for Comedy Central called. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it's called. I'm going to tell you what it's about. Okay. Um, it is about. You know, they have that show Workaholics. Do you ever see that? Yeah. That show is goddamn hilarious. They're looking for kind of a companion piece to that, and this I, I've been working on one that uh, is about. Um, guys kind of like the workaholics guys but a little but a significantly nerdier and geekier and they live in Portland and they have a podcast and they're all invi- and I'd say that this everyone that inspired the show is someone you guys know um, including you guys um, and uh, it, it's you know it's just kind of outrageous thing about like you've got nerdy 20 something guys living in Portland kind of in the doing some high-tech kind of computer stuff and oh, also having their, po- having their own <laughs> geek podcast. Um, and I've uh, been talking to a number of the geek podcasters that you all know uh, and getting some info from them. And I certainly hope that this thing gets made because I love um, them and you to be involved in it. Well, um, if you'd ever like us to yeah. – I don't even know what kind of genre we're in. But uh, whatever you'd like us to do, we will always do it, Bill Oakley. Wow, he's Absolutely. Really Everyone's <laughs> just like, Bill Oakley, I'm calling you. But look at what's going that's, on. That's awesome. So the po- so the project is going forward. It's a script, you know, at this yeah. point. But it's going. It was it's well received. So we'll see. And it's also it was designed to be filmed and uh, it's designed to be done in Portland. Awesome. It's infused with the whole Portland thing, um, uh, and the Vancouver thing. And so mm-hmm. that's like uh, that's my passion project. That hopefully we'll see the light of day. Maybe even in the spring, but we'll see. Well, if you ever need a studio to film in, we will, we are, we will graciously <laughs> offer our, our studio for anything that you might need. Very good. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Bill, people are, are you know are talking about being fans of you. So I want to know just what is it like in a day of the life of you? Like what do you do? Because you have all of these projects going on. You have all these things that you're pitching. Tuggy's opening a beer. Like what do you do? In, you know, like, what do you do in a typical day? It, this is going to be so boring. I'm going to say it's it really not fast. boring. You always know uh, it's. I sit and I agonize over writing. You know, guys. I don't. I'm sure many of you have, have uh, people. Everybody's written something at some time or the other. Just imagine having to do that all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's hard to sit. It's hard to sit and do that. So usually what you're going to happen is you're going to see me at Safeway or you're going to see me walking down the street or you're going to see me running errands and wondering, shouldn't that guy be writing? And the answer is yes, I should be writing. That's where my livelihood comes from. But instead I'm having I'm, – I'm, well, I can rationalize it by saying I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Because <laughs> that's the first thing anyone should walk up to Bill Oakley and say is – Shouldn't you be writing right now? Oh my god! Oh, Everyone, you know, it would really help milk? if you guys. Do you need milk right now? If you guys like, would all say that. You know, no, I didn't need the milk right now. I could easily have gone at night. Um, but that's the thing, and you'll see me everywhere in this town. You'll see me in the Pearl. You'll see me on Sylvia Island at, at the farmers market at the beach. You'll see me all oh, at the gym. You're going to see me all over the place, and you know that's where I'm when I'm not writing. <laughs> but I'm I'm feeling bad about it. So that's what I do all day, every day. So you feel you're so you're going to be gui- feeling guilty if you see you. If we see you outside of this the studio, yeah, pretty much. Okay. That's 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 pretty much. What I do all day. <laughs> he's just dancing around on those pretty legs of his. <laughs> that just sounds creepy. Well, that's what he's doing at the gym, though. You got to mm. work on those. You have to work on them. You have to work on them. Yeah. Well, so you've so you've got those two, and then there's other things that I we do, and I have about. a couple other things, um, some of which are are even um, in my mind a bigger deal than those that I am working on, but they're probably not ready to talk about yet. Cool. Um, so, but those are things that I thought would be of interest. 
They're they're honest. of interest because I can't talk about them, but they're totally <laughs> interesting. <laughs> well, I would imagine that's a lot of going to meetings because I mean, like you said, there's thousands of scripts that are out there, you know, that people get meetings for that they don't get made. It's probably a lot of meetings talking with executives or 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 different stations or, or whatever. You know, yeah, there must be a lot of steps. Production yeah. companies. That's the thing. That's I, I would say that. In keeping with our fourth anniversary theme, that's really the difference between four years ago and now. Yeah. Uh, all, all the pilots I'm doing now, I didn't have to leave this town to do. Um, they were all sold by um, uh, either uh, driving to Seattle, where there's a new TV network named Amazon that's starting, uh, hmm. or um, or by doing it on Skype or phone or whatever, you know? And four years ago, that was verboten. And... Um, it was much more difficult. But uh, I think just in the past couple of years, people have become it's, – it's completely normal to have a meeting by Skype or whatever, something like that. So, so what you're saying four years later is that creative uh, creativity is blossoming in Portland. I would say so, sure. I would say so, too. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and the online world, which uh, maybe that's where we were like. That's true. Bill Oakley, have you ever thought about having a podcast? Yes, but again, it would be one of those things that I was doing instead of working. And so I'm all like... <laughs> well, sometimes like, you need I think a break. Actually, you actually, need a I was like, you know, maybe I should. Maybe I should start a podcast or a blog or whatever. But then, you know, it would just be another thing I would be doing instead of actually working. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, this is a not something that... The, oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, but you can also make it work, Bill Oakley. I need to say your full name all the time, by the way. Yes. But Sarah, what I'm saying is I want to make it clear to the uh, listening audience yes. that Sarah keeps trying to force me to drink more beer faster so I will be more entertaining and you know that's probably uh, a that good is not the reason I'm just trying to get you to catch up with us because I feel a little drunk here. So it's I all about her really everything Sarah does it really it is, is about her it's all about her it's all about whatever's in her head so <laughs> thanks for that Greg I'm happy I really to appreciate the beer guys that. but I can only go so fast you know I'm only human I understand well and that's the thing for me too I haven't drank malt liquor in a long time although you just told me that malt liquor apparently does not have as much alcohol in it as I think thought. he's lying. It, I think well, that's I, what I, it, I, This is what I read online. Okay. Oh, that, online. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, why don't you look it up right now? <laughs> I am going to, Bill Oakley. Okay. I, I, that malt liquor can... You can put the name malt liquor on any beer-like product. There's not a... There's, there's not, not a definition. So oh. there's not an actual recipe that's required. Right. And some uh, beers, some things that are really just beer have malt liquor on the label. You know, huh? All right, well, it says the definition of, of malt liquor is a beer with a high alcohol content. Right, but the but I think <laughs> yeah, but that, is that on urban? Content, is that the, Urban Dictionary or is that that's Wikipedia? But it's but Wikipedia. I okay. think that that they, it's, up to, it. <laughs> it's up to the brewer what constitutes a high alcohol content. I mean, so I've seen a lot of beer. I've seen a lot of beer microbrew beers that have nine point two percent alcohol. Yeah, um, which are still called beers. You know. So, who knows? But is malt liquor made... I mean, it's called malt liquor instead of beer. Is there there's some sort of like I scientific that thing that there's something going the on, right? I suspect that they're trying to the buyer is going to get more drunk off this product than they would off regular beer. Right. I think that's what they're hoping, that people will think. Well, this is fine malt liquor, so this is a little <laughs> bit different. Yeah, Mickey's is amazing malt liquor, is what it is. All right, so in the day in the life of Bill Oakley... Which, which actually, yeah, seriously, you kind of skirted that. It yeah, was no, he, kind, he of, kind of got away from did. it. That's why I'm trying to bring it back. So, um, but Bill, I'm sorry. Uh, like as as uninteresting as you think you are, again, four years later, you're wrong. Oh, and everybody <laughs> wants to know what it is that you do. 
okay, what I do day to day, I go to the gym, I go to the Safeway, I should be writing, I should be writing, I worry about the fact that this I should be writing. what you do every day, Bill then, then, okay. Now there's a drinking game every time doing. I say Bill Oakley, by the way. So, I finally feel so overcome with guilt that I start writing. And then that's when the good stuff comes. And really, that's I think that's the process that a lot of writers have, is that, yeah. that you have to have some sort of motivation. Uh, like the pressure of it. Yes. Right. Yep. And, you know, people, everybody. We can poke you with everybody, things. Well, okay. <laughs> Come on over then. Now, that might work. I'm not guaranteeing I won't be going to Safeway. But, that, uh, but yes, I think there has to be some sort of motivation. And also, a lot of this stuff takes a lot of time to coalesce because what I think what happens is I sit there at the computer and going, this fucking sucks. Yeah. This idea sucks. This story sucks. I'm. Did what's the point s- of even typing it? Did you just swear? Is that allowed on this Are broadcast? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> good Lord. Um... And then I don't want to do it. And so then I go walk around and then something good pops up. But then I type it and I write it and it's like, oh, that wasn't very good after all. And then, you know, I, people have this kind of – that's the process that you yeah. go through. No, that's just kind of any kind of art. Like when I'm painting, I need to sometimes step away or else because I'm just like, I'm going to fuck it up if I sit here and keep doing this. Like take a breather. Go do your other thing. Well, and that's back. even true of what we do because we'll put stuff out on the air and then it's like, I have no idea if that was funny or not. Let's wait. See if we get a response. I have no idea. Throw it out there. And, you know, sometimes you get a, you get a great response to it. Um, we do have a couple questions. Yeah, we for do Bill. have. I've just noticed this. We've got a bunch in here. Um, one of them is uh, from Ace. Ace is asking, "Have you ever done graphic novels or considered it?" I have considered it. Um, I have a couple of ideas that are just right for graphic novels, um, and people have been encouraging me to do it. But you know, the thing is, every time I'm just about to start something like that, I have some other thing to do, and yeah. I never get around. Like, the- like Safeway. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you don't know how many bargains there are. At Safeway. I, I'm not really five dollar Fridays. Not, throw Fridays they're not, out. They're not paying me to talk about Safeway, but God right. damn, we're just bleeping this afternoon. I'm not doing it that grocery store. We'll go back through. Yeah, we'll bleep out the Safeway every time that's said right? on here. Yeah, not the fucking, but the Safeway. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> All right, so you have considered you've gotten ideas, but it's a distraction. I do. You know, I don't. I also don't know anything about how to get into that line of work. You know, and I also don't know whether it would be um, whether it would take longer. I mean, I feel like the way I work, it might take me ten years to write a graphic novel. Yeah, and not it would pay um, three thousand dollars, and I would have (laughs) ten years into that. Yeah, yes. So, um, but I I do have some ideas for those, and. you know, fortunately, like, like I said, with, with like with uh, Flower Team, Kill Team Go, that would have been a graphic novel, but then somebody finally called and made it into a TV project. Yeah, so, that sounds like a so graphic cool. novel. I guess I'd also say that because I'm kind of like a egomaniac control freak, I, I prefer projects where I can be in charge of a large group of people. Well, as, as you like should, though. a TV though. show. Yeah. You know, yeah. and a graphic novel, I think ultimately you'd sit at home and you'd write it and you'd be all happy with it and then you would send it off and you'd just be sitting there by yourself. And somebody else at some point would say, here's how this looks for you. Yeah. And yeah. yeah and then you'd come no 10 copies of it. of it and that would be the end of it. Whereas yeah. I would much rather have the goal be we're making your show. You're going to hire 150 people. You're going to tell them what to do all day long every day. That's the kind of thing mm-hmm. I would like to do. <laughs> well, Bill, for that your background, sense. so we have uh, some listeners that might not actually be familiar with your background. So can would you be comfortable talking with a little bit about what you did on The Simpsons? Of course. Yeah, sure. so please, why don't you, if, if somebody is just hearing you for the first time, which you should know his name because I recognized your name when I was watching The Simpsons my entire life. So Bill's kind of amazing. But uh, what if somebody doesn't know? But if somebody doesn't know, how, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, of course. I um, I've been a TV writer for a long time, for over twenty years. Um, during the 
1990s, I, I was a writer for The Simpsons, and then I became the head writer with my partner, Josh Weinstein, and ran the show for several years. Um, after that, I also had another show called Mission Hill, which basically yes. was on Adult Swim. It was awesome. Uh, ran over and over and over uh, for years on Adult Swim. And since then, I've worked on shows like Futurama and Portlandia and a regular show um, on Cartoon Network and other things. And I've also – but primarily what I work on is these other projects that, that I've, I've been talking about. Mm. So I guess I'm a TV writer and producer. Well, you know what's also kind of awesome is the fact that we've been doing this for four years and that we've – there's so many newer people and the, the audience has expanded so much that there's people that may not have they might heard recognize you on your the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. They it hadn't heard like, you. I mean, yeah. you guys are in a whole new studio. It's been – I think it's yeah. – We miss you. Like, what the, what the hell? I know that we're all busy. This is what I figured out with this, guys. You have to say when. Like, okay. if you say – it's exactly like going to a party and saying, hey, let's get together for lunch sometime. Yeah, that's great. And it's then, not that an that's fair. You're right. right. That's if fair. you say, let's get together for lunch Wednesday at 1130 at X spot, then the person will show up. And that's exactly what you did. No, and that's week. exactly – let me just point. tell you behind the scenes how fucking cool Bill is because I wrote him yesterday and, like, Greg and I were talking – he is the guest that we want on for yeah. our foyer, and, and like he's totally fucking busy. And so I'm just like, all right, hey, I, we just retired. Do you remember one? And Bill actually moved things around to be able to come in today. You know what so I we moved really around? appreciate it. the Safe writing. I, the writing I was supposed to. <laughs> <show> you, <laughs> you know, yes, we are Safeway for Bill. <laughs> We're not doing good, Greg. He only is, he's only drank his first Steel Reserve. Uh, well, this is you. You're the alcohol enforcer. I'm in trying. this studio right now, you are. It's been a long time. Course, I think the problem is it's been so long since is we've Tuggy's done. Is Mike still on? Yes, yeah, sounds a little okay. Yes, a now bit. okay. Now you're the boss of everything. Uh, so it's been so long. I think wow. since we've had a uh, okay. a drinking show. You're wanting to make sure that everybody's involved, and that's, it's a, that's true. a good thing. Don't I like worry. to involve everybody. Don't worry. Hey, Bill, so did you dress as anything for Halloween? Yeah, I got so much shit for this. I dressed. <laughs> I okay. Please, uh, everyone don't I say know it was horrible. Was no, it was a good. I think it was a good costume. Okay, okay. I dressed as a park ranger. Okay, and I went. Through, <laughs> you I, look like a park ranger. That's what people said. Or a PE yes. teacher. People, one of the two. I could see okay. that. I could totally see PE that. PE teacher. <laughs> He's a randy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you know, I, I, everyone else is like all got in my family and all our friends got these creative costumes that were all creative, and I was like, I put together a. Perfect park ranger costume that, and people basically just asked me all night long, "Are you really a park ranger?" <laughs> and because it was so authentic, and I felt, you know, it was really more of an impersonation than because I got, I actually found um, an, a National Park Service shirt. Nice. And I went out and searched for like other things that would be on the Did uniform, you get the like kerchief? the badge. I didn't get that. That oh. that's not really a standard part of the uniform, Sarah. Uh, oh, I guess that's yeah. like Boy Scouts or <laughs> something. Got, <laughs> amateur. Yeah. So it looked, you know, really, it was pretty much indistinguishable from a real park ranger. So people didn't really, people weren't really amused by it. But I think they were um, maybe they were a little intimidated by it. So, I was gonna, <laughs> so it's almost like you were an authority figure hanging out. Yes, at yes, uh, yes. Oh, well, that that's scary you know, part, Ranger guy. I hate we come back to that again. That's my trip. You know, I'm on a power trip, twenty four seven. By the way, just behind well, the scenes, Bill is such a dick. <laughs> He's like the rudest guy ever. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> Well, that, that, that all right, yeah, I could, I could actually, I can see you as a park ranger. That is absolutely true. So well, plus, plus, you could even incorporate the anger of being unemployed for a little bit. Uh, you know, when they blocked out all the parks, oh, that's strong. actually a pretty good government <gasps> shutdown. That's a good, it's yeah, true. government shutdown. Oh, anger. That into it, the angst, yeah, the authority figure. Where Drunk people for like, a reason. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, this makes a lot of sense. This does make sense. Well, Mr. Bill Oakley. That. 
Every there's a drinking game now in the chat. Every time I say Bill Oakley, so I have to keep saying it. <laughs> Bill Oakley, Bill Oakley, Bill Oakley. Um, so where can people find out about your conquests and everything? Really, people con- should conquest. People should follow me on Twitter. Um, that is where that's the, really the only source for Bill Oakley information, other than Fun Employment Radio. Bill every has two like years, a ton of followers. <laughs> I saw him. I'm. Uh, you can just search for Bill Oakley or uh, my Twitter handle. Is that what it's called, Twitter handle? Is you know that, that that's Bill what it's Oakley, called. Don't play dumb. That Bill Oakley, <clears throat> O-A-K-L-E-Y. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's it. But uh, that's where, you know, I usually I usually tweet, you know, funny st- – I tweet funny stuff when he I'm does. procrastinating. Um, but I also occasionally will tweet links to stuff that I'm allowed to talk about, like these shows I'm mentioning. Bill, is there something that you're currently not doing that you would like to be doing in the not-so-distant future? Besides making the shows that you're pitching, I mean, is there any, is there any realm of – you know, broadcasting or anything that you'd like to be doing that you're not. I think I would like to force myself onto one of my shows, <laughs> yeah, so that I, people would recognize me in the street more and get like <laughs> compliment me. Start doing like a Stan Lee, like uh, you know, yes. A cameo. Yes, yeah. yes, or or um, you know, become one of those guys like Joss Whedon, who who is like people know him when they see him. You know, that yeah. You want to be a known or when Stephen you see King, like right. somebody like that. Yeah, we had a talk. Like I had a talk with Matt Groening about this once because we were like uh, one time with Josh and I were. Uh, I guess we were just hanging out with Matt Groening on some uh, at some time, and we were talking about what the ideal level of being famous is, and we agreed that it was that you would get recognized once a day in public. Yeah. And we said that Tom Clancy, you know, Tom Clancy, the novelist, was uh-huh. exactly that level of famous because people recognized him because it was you know uh, once a day. And Matt pointed out that's exactly how famous he was that people would recognize him once a day, once or twice a day. And I think that's like you don't want to be mobbed right. when you go to the mall, but it's nice once in a while for people to come up and say, "Hey, I'm a big fan of your work," because it, you know it's pleasant. Now no people twi- no Twilight fame for you. No, that's too much for me. Kind of, you know. <laughs> he does not desire the Twilight. So, fame. in answer to your question, if you see any of these projects, um, you I after like if they're successful, you'll start seeing me appear more and more and more until I gradually become the star of the show and fire the actors that I hired. <laughs> yeah. as as would be your want. I mean, right, you don't. Right. Yeah, if you're in control. Heck yeah, all of a sudden it's going to be <laughs> Bill starring in everything. <laughs> so, the Seinfeld, it'll be Oakley. Oh, that would be sweet. <laughs> All right. That's too sweet. That's, uh, he's too famous, though. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, he you would be. You want to be like the guy who played that character that everybody remembers. Like the soup Nazi guy. That guy. Right. There everybody you go. Him. Yeah. That guy has soup, by the way. That's the funniest thing about the soup Nazi, by the way, and this is a digression. <laughs> Do it. But let me digress. Okay. Soup Nazi was a real thing. Uh, you guys all know that episode, right? Oh, yes. That was, that was a real – the guy who wrote that – just took it from real life because there really was that place in New York City and there really was that guy. So the guy, after after he became so famous, decided to capitalize on his fame and open um, not only some soup like, you know, food court soup restaurants, but also sell lines of soups, which are terrific. And they're still out today, but he can't put any Nazi stuff on his <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? oh, That would be bad. That's the problem. It's, I, I, I feel for that guy every single time I go, oh, yeah. Just because he can't put Nazi on Every it? single time I go to Safeway, Safeway which is That's three or four times a day. Yes, apparently. You will see. When, Bill Oakley sponsored by Safeway. Bill Oakley is never not at Safeway. <laughs> you will see the suit, and it's called the Soup Man. This his prod his product is called the Soup Man, and there's a picture of him looking Nazi-like, but there's, but but... 
How, like the average consumer is going like the soup man. Who the hell is the soup man? But if he put the it's soup like, Nazi on it, he would be cashing in. Oh or yeah, he, or he could put he some swastikas. Could he just put some swastikas oh, in the box? Oh uh, SS soup right. soup. Uh, right. If he could about, somehow yeah. recall not super soup if, on his box. With I'm trying to think of a different way to spell like Nazi, like like N A H T S. Or even if they had done super super soup with the lightning bolts. Yeah, super soup. Super soup. Fascist. Yeah, exactly. Something like Super that. Fascist, but he yeah. doesn't want. I mean, obviously, he didn't. I'm sure he didn't like that. It, he didn't probably like being called a Nazi. Efficient German soup. But or his, But anyway, that's efficient. like. The, and the soup honestly is oh, terrific. It it's incredibly good. But so I, what you're I, saying, you you want to be as famous as yeah. the soup Nazi? Yes, that's a good amount of fame. Yeah, but not have to tell people the Nazi part. That's the problem. Yeah. That's, that's what he suffers. That's what he suffers from. Every, you know, every day in his. His attempts to build, <laughs> capitalize on that. <laughs> How can that I capitalize suck. on the Nazi term? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> All right, yeah, that would be a little bit rough. Oh, that's I love fascist, soup fascist. I would totally <laughs> eat f- the soup fascist. I would don't, buy some of that. No, don't you can't, say that. You can't, you can't, I can't. You can't get involved with that. Kind no. Of thing when, you, when you're selling products to a large <laughs> Keep that at arm's length, for sure. All right. Well, now since I've had a couple beers, I think that Sharky might want to say his four-year poem. Are you, are you ready to, to do he, this? I think he needs a break. Okay. So I think we're going to take a little break. You want to take a break? Want to take a for, break? And get, we know we have Sharky in here. We have Boakley for a little while, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Boakley. Actually, that's your name, by the way. <laughs> Actually, that could be the character that guest stars on his shows. It would be Boakley. Boakley. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, guys. I think it needs to rewrite. <laughs> yeah, we're not the writers. We Back are, to Safeway for you. We All are right. just fucking disappointing here. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back here in a second with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey, this is Steve Lemmy. This is Kevin Heffernan. We're from the movie Super Troopers and Beer Fest. And Club Dread and Slam and Salmon. Yeah, and you're listening to Greg the Nibbler and Sarah Dillon. We're nibbling it and we're dilling it. On fun, em- fun Employment. You should all listen to Fun Employment. Now. And nibble it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Fourth anniversary show. That's really oh, it's just Jesus kind of setting Christ. into me. I like how we're showing Bill Oakley that we haven't grown up at all. And it's well, okay no, because neither is he. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Guys, this is what everybody wants from Fun Opponent Radio is a little bit of a party in the podcast, you know? Exactly. Okay, we're going to If you're listening right now. <laughs> and we're going to make that a bumper. Bill Oakley drink. See, this is what I'm saying. If, every time we say Look, Bill Oakley, why did you? you why are you neglecting? Uh, you know what? I have to switch to light now. You guys, I'm going to be. I'm going to be way too. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be I, way too drunk for Safeway. I which, by I the way, Safeway has never had this a shot, Bill. <laughs> I don't think you've quite done that yet. Damn. <laughs> no, it's true. I'll take one though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> are we opening bottle number two? Bottle number two. Number two. All right. Well, we talked about this at the beginning of the show that um, that there might be one more what special appearance. It's uh, it's cinnamon whiskey. Cinnamon Sin whiskey. Fire. Wow. Yeah. All the girls love it. <laughs> <laughs> Have another shot, Bill. <laughs> really? Is that all the girls love it? Especially Sarah Dillon. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tucky. You're such a fucking peach. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. So we were talking about this at the beginning of the show. There would be another special appearance by somebody. And we, we gave a Fun Employment Radio Encyclopedia earlier today of just describing the different terms. I thought it was called the FERFAQ. F-E-R-F-A-Q, whatever you would like to call it. Sharky was referenced. 
And Sharky, I believe, may be making an appearance here on the show. I hate Sharky. <laughs> I hate him to death. I wish he, he would me die. And unfortunately, he's <laughs> lasted for almost three years now. And uh, hopefully he dies in a fire after this show or is stomped oh, to death. Please, if you ever see Sharky, hit him and uh, destroy him. You don't, he has a hidden drawer that he hangs out in, actually. I wish. As my microphone is popping because I keep laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Sarah's alter ego, Sharky. It is not my alter ego. I don't exist with him. He just exists without me and because of me. Sarah is battling multiple personality disorder. Oh, and we're still joined been... by Bill Oakley and, and Tuggy. They're still here. Hi. So they can be witnesses <laughs> to the fact that I leave the Tuggy room. Didn't, Tuggy didn't say anything then, but he's still yeah. here. I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. Everybody knows I'm too busy drinking right Hi, now. Hi, Tuggy. I know you have, what, like six drinks in front of you right yes. now? I well, think. no, that's just empty cans. Empty cans. That's it. I'm fine. Empty cans. Just fine, clap partner. your hands. <laughs> All right. Well, I do want to tell you. That when Sharky was pretty excited about us getting to our four-year anniversary, <laughs> that he may, in fact, indeed written something that he wanted to share. So I might have to leave. I think you should do one more shot before you do this. I agree. To your face I think when I right punch there. you. <laughs> if, if I do another shot, you can do another shot. Fine. I'll do, do it. Let's I'll do it. it. It's been right four now. years. Let's no, his shot is like, fill it. Fill it and I'll do it. Fill it and I'll do it. Well, that's that's like two shots. All right, cheers. <coughs> All right. Air cheers. Uh, all you guys listening at home, they're drinking iced tea right now. <laughs> that's There's right. no totally drinking going on. They're pretending it's like Dean Martin. They're, per- the curtain. they're pretending to be drunk, but in reality, also, uh, Greg is about 62 years old. <laughs> And Sarah is his wife that he's been divorced from. For years. <laughs> <laughs> they still have to keep the show going. We're the greatest oh, actors in the world. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> me. The hatred. It's true. Oh, God. I just right. did that Show it shot. to me. Woo. That's what she God said. Bless. Show it to me. <laughs> Where's your shot? It doesn't I, it doesn't I can see it matter. right there. It's not I don't at care. All. I didn't finish it because I didn't hey, say Greg, I would. you're a man. <laughs> I'm a man. You can do this. Oh, dear all God. Right. All right. Well, now it's time for me to leave. And I think my friend actually is going to take my chair if that's okay. Oh, that's right. okay. So I'm going to go ahead and leave. I'm going to go it's ahead. The, I'm just going to get out of here. The worst part in four years of this show. Is what's about to happen. Well, she just actually left. <laughs> what's going to happen? I'm now? not playing into that. <laughs> Seriously, the bane of my existence. The sound of that. Hi, Greg. <laughs> Greg, I want I want to congratulate you for <laughs> four and a half years of magic. But you know the magic's only because Sarah was doing it, right? <laughs> you I know, hate you're you, just, Sharky. You're, you're lucky to have her. I'd like you to die in a fire. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Then you wouldn't be... Suckling off the teat of Sarah anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm not supposed to mute Sarah, but I can sure mute Sharky. <laughs> Greg, <gasps> Greg, don't be mad. Just because I love her and she's more of a sparkling star in the sky than you are doesn't make you any less relevant it does greg i wrote a poem today that i would like to tell you 
that had commemorated your four years of fun com. It's being asked in the chat, how did Sharky get drunk? Because Sarah was, but Sharky <laughs> Because you be roofied drinking. him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I'd like to tell you a poem. A poem that I wrote about you guys and your journey for your four, <laughs> four years on your podcast. Greg, I want to tell a story about, or not a story, a poem. I have my poem, and it's called Four More Years. Here it goes. Hi there, friends. It's me, Sharky. I'm writing a poem to Fun and Plummet Radio for me. Well, mostly for Sarah, because she's really great. <laughs> but together, Greg and Sarah have made four whole years of material to date. And Greg's okay, I guess, since he works near Sarah with her beautiful skin and her... Shiny flowing hair. <laughs> uh, the two have stayed the bestest of friends, except for me. Through harrowing tales of odds and ends. Now, let me take you through the years of love and loss and joy and tears, of broken hearts and finding bones, to Calvin Johnson dancing and chat roulette clones. <laughs> And all of the guests from all around the way, from Aisha Tyler to Paul Reiser to Bill Oakley to Andrew W.K. They've romanced the spammer. They've sung many songs. They drank lots of Mickey's. How can that be wrong? Then they decided to launch the very own station and say goodbye to any chance of taking any vacation. (laughs) (laughs) And they filled up their network with talented shows. And every day the network just grows and grows. So Sarah and Greg, it's been four whole years. You've got a few more wrinkles and she'll probably cut back on the beers. <laughs> but I know that you've gotten you many years more. As long as the studio says, Fun Employment Radio on the door. Here's to four more years. Greg, I still hate you. Love, Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> I Beautiful. hate you too, Sharky. Please die. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, what happened? What's um, going on? Actually, I'm looking at the live chat, and everyone is really pissed off about Sharky. And Nobody him. likes him. No one likes Nobody him. Nobody likes him at all. Everyone is uh, wishing very terrible things. Somebody asked that he should get AIDS. Uh, somebody asked that he should uh, perhaps break in half. Somebody said <laughs> that he should just be thrown into the sea, never to be seen again, or buried in a box. So. Apparently the audience hates it. So after four years, we've learned that. Well, That's I mean, you guys, learned. just so you know, just because it, it came out that Sharky was gay doesn't mean that he loves Greg because he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> just because he got a bean doesn't mean Sharky wants that bean. Ayo. Hey, whoa. <laughs> Holy hey, shit. Whoa. Guys, I, I don't think anybody is doing this justice because really what the most interesting thing that's going on here is the facial expressions that are being exchanged between <laughs> Greg and Sarah. And like, you know, you may be hearing Sharky, but oh my God, if, I swear if we had Al... He looks Al, like he's going to murder me, we right? we had Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth calling this thing, it would be the most dynamic thing you've ever seen. And we, I just been thinking the whole time that Sharky was going, I was like, man, if Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were here... <laughs> to describe what the scene on this field 
<laughs> no, you does, guys... does he not look like he wants to murder me, basically, the entire time? Or, not me, I'm sorry, my buddy. I think that's too simplistic. He cycles through a variety <laughs> of different <laughs> expressions. <sighs> different ways. I, I mean, I'm dexterizing it, essentially, at this point. Well, I'm you are in the kill room ways. right now. It's true. What ultimate way could we celebrate this fourth, uh, what, what better way? Murdering this? you? Murdering Sharky right here. <laughs> oh, you stop that. Oh, now, 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 now. All right, <laughs> well, how you can find out about the most amazing person ever, Mr. Bill Oakley, Guys, is following come on, at... Guys, she's had too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when you've become Go. interesting with your fucking boring life, I Bill. I knew it. I knew it. It's just the beer <laughs> that made you all, interesting. This you, was all a charade. Yeah. rich legs. I'm telling you, it was all a charade, and now it finally comes out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Give her another shot of Sinfire. Who knows what she'll say. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, I didn't finish right, mine, by the sure, way. I will. Why I not? didn't finish mine, Greg, but I'm proud of you for finishing yours. All right. You didn't even try to take a walk. No, I didn't. I was able to take my shots the entire time. Is there a bucket underneath him or something? (laughs) No, that was when we used to do shots of tequila on the show. Tequila and straight up whiskey instead of Simfire, which is... Like straight up whiskey, like Paula Abdul whiskey? Yes. You guys, okay, now Whoa. the show's going to get very interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Both of these guys right, should roll it out for 20 more minutes. Right, I'm just of this is getting... This, uh, you I'm guys, taking off my shoes. Is this, when, off my is this shoes. when podcasting gets real? We're going to see right drama. Now. We're going to so see this is like the real everything world. This is the real wants world to really see. Right, oh, wait, I mean, no, that was existing and that sucked. <laughs> you didn't work on that, right, Bill? No. Okay. God, no. I didn't want to insult you because I know... That would insult you, too. Yeah, but thank you. No, I, 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 no, I didn't work on it. Uh, but, yeah, this is, I mean, we got some, there's stuff going on in here that you guys, that it's biochemical. It's been four um, years <laughs> of us working in the same room together, uh, five days a week. It's a lot. No vacations. Three and a half of that was Sportlandia, or two and a half as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, we're, there's a Okay, lot of, you know what people are requesting is that what? we haven't done drunk karaoke in a long time. <laughs> and you know what? You know what would be the most poignant? Do you remember that shitty song we had to play? Sometimes goodbye is a second chance. That is exactly what I I'm was talking thinking about. about. That too. I'm going to interrupt. Will you guys yes. sing it with us? As soon as you guys said this is your fourth anniversary show, I was like, they have to play that song. Well, holy, we crap. can play it if you that. sing along to it. Uh, and what's going on with this? What uh, are we doing? I'm with having that? this and this at the same time for crying okay. out loud. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right, you're right. She's a bully. She's a bully. <laughs> she's, no, you're saying that wrong. It's she's a lady. She's a bully. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> she's, she's a bully. bully. <laughs> All right. Do you do you know where we can actually get that for a karaoke? Um, I'm trying to find. Oh, there we go. Here. We might have to sing along with it. God, that was, you guys did that a lot. Chance. I love that. I you know, I always felt that. karaoke part of your show. Yeah, we used to do that. So this is another thing for the Fun Employment Radio Encyclopedia. Yeah, that's what we used to do at the end. Did we do that at the end of every show? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't that listened back to the opera. That was guys. Show. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that song had some sort of external well, meaning based on the fact, based on your days at KUFO. Yeah, well, well Shine Down, Shine Down did. So here's something for the encyclopedia. So uh, Sarah and I worked on KU, Rock 101 KUFO, and we were forced to play Shine Down, playing Second Chance. Right <laughs> He's a good actor. <laughs> Shine Down, Second Chance, many many times during the day. Like it was, it was like a three time a day show at that point. We were getting off, and that's also behind the scenes. I cut the song down to about a minute and a half, and the 
KUFO executives dude, did you not cut know. That, dude, you cut that Nickelback d- song down to 50 seconds. <laughs> I we were required. It went up from like four songs to six songs to eight songs to, to I think 12. 12 songs yeah. at the end of it. But all they would look at was the log of what songs were played. They didn't actually listen to the show. So, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. It was a talk show, <laughs> and all they saw was that it was played. So what I, what I did, I'll admit this, I cut the songs down to as much as I could. He cut down a Nickelback song that was five minutes down to 55 seconds. <laughs> that, was my, that was my crowning achievement. That is your that crowning one. jewel of achievement. The rest of them, I got these songs down to a minute and a half at most. And so it would show in the log, I'd label them just the same and put them in there. And it would show that we played them, even though, oh, there's minus uh, 25 minutes of music that was in that hour. But we played 12 songs. So awesome. we got away with it. So um, shine down, though, second chance when we first started this show. That was God, what we I would hate end that song. every show with, was, uh, was playing part of that song. And or doing karaoke, maybe even the first show we did karaoke to this. Yeah, I mean, I recall, oh, we did, I we did it yeah. multiple times. Two or three of the episodes, I yeah, was on, and it was I, I felt it was meaningful in some way. And you guys are playing it ironically for some reason, but it's also I think it had some meaning. It had it had it, had, it has a meaning. It was anthemic to. Funemploymentradio.com. See, See, like I think singing that song right now for you guys, it's more of a like a it's a trophy that you wear. This song, oh, right. this one song that you got to escape from, <laughs> and but you're this, singing on your own right now. I think it also you have to just because you love it. <laughs> People who don't live in Portland should also know that. All right, Greg. Well, I sent you. KUFO doesn't even exist anymore. I right? sent no. you the they, lyrics. They broadcast the, the, the talk AM. They're they're a simulcast of the AM talk station, right? Yep. So I think you guys you bailed at the right time. Clearly, that oh. place went under fast. Yes, they, we chose they, to leave. They uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> we chose to leave because they told us our key cards wouldn't work anymore. And <laughs> as, as with everybody else on the station, that so station <laughs> died. A twenty twenty five year heritage station. And died within a year. That's bullshit. So uh, I actually take that as a point of pride. But um, all right, are we, do you have actually the karaoke version of this? I do. I'm trying to let's see instrumental. But well, we're there. all singing this. God, all right, no, Bill. Is, Bill told me he was going to sing it with me. Yeah, Bill. It. We've all sung karaoke together. You got to be a part of this. <laughs> I'm pretty damn good at karaoke. God guys. bless Don't you. Don't worry about hard, it. Eh? Oh, it says this has lyrics. I'm not. No, I'm right. not worried about it. <laughs> All right, hang on. This lied because I, I I'm glad that I checked. No, no, but well, no, no. The lyrics aren't in it. It says with. Doesn't that mean the lyrics are printed on it? No, there weren't any lyrics printed, Bill. I just checked. God damn. It. I stand corrected. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, I found one. All right, are you guys ready? You found a karaoke version. I found a karaoke version. I sent you the lyrics. Are you and Tuggy gonna watch those? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing the hell out of this guy. All right, song. we're doing this. Where's the sin fire? Let's do it. It's been Let's four years. I want a little this bit is more. Awesome. Tell Cheers. You, you give me a little bit yeah, more yeah. sin fire. Forget about it. Forget about it. All right. We yeah. haven't done karaoke. That's good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we haven't right. done karaoke in a while. No, we haven't. All right. Here we go. Is is my pot up? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Oh! All right. I'm going to crank up the music a little bit on this. Today, I just saw Haley's comment. She waved. 
sit white while we running in place. Even the man in the moon disappeared. Somewhere in the stratosphere. Tell my mother, tell my father, I've done the best I can to make them realize this is my life. I hope they understand. The lovely stop singing. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just saying. I never really knew the lyrics Sometimes of this song until now, and it's, it's terrible. Second chance. Do you see why we hated it? Please <laughs> don't cry one tear for me. I'm not afraid of what I have to say. This is my one and only voice. So listen, it's only for today. I just saw Harry's comet, she waves. Say, why are you always running in place? Even the man in the moon disappeared. Somewhere in the stratosphere. Tell my mother, tell my father, I've done the best I can. We're all taking shots. This is my life. I hope they understand. But locally is not involved in this in any way. I'm not angry. I'm just saying. Sometimes goodbye is a second chance. Oh, they're feeling it. They're fucking feeling it. Oh, I remember this part. This is my chance. Wait, you gotta like get real about it. This is my chance. (laughs) This is my chance. (laughs) (laughs) Tell my mother, tell my father, I've done the best I can. To make them realize this is my life I hope they understand I'm not angry, I'm just saying Sometimes goodbye is a second chance Sometimes goodbye is a second chance Sometimes goodbye is a second chance. Wow, that was epic. <laughs> that was something. That's why we don't do karaoke anymore. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> uh, 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 Greg, Sarah, um, uh, may I do a little Sigmund Freud on you at the moment? <laughs> at the moment. As your psychotherapist, um, I have a few uh, questions I'd like to ask... Um, about your relationship with the song, Shine Down Song. <laughs> your relationship yes, please with your do. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> uh, we all realize the lyrics of the song. They are, they are, so you say, stupid. They're stupid. Yes. Uh, but uh, sometimes goodbye, second chance. What does that mean to you? R-E-K-L-K-U-F-O. You are very perplexing to me, Dr. Are we? Uh, I think it is a perceptive... I, I'm a French psychotherapist, not... Yeah, I was going to au- say. That was not Austrian, like... Kind of Serbian. <laughs> I was thinking, like, but, uh, somewhere Serbian, in there. little French. But I think, you know, that's uh, uh, in some way, as, as we all thought, it was uh, anthemic for, 
Fun Employment Radio, and that uh, your departure from KF, KUFO gave birth to this new, uh, this new uh, venture, very successful venture. <laughs> See, uh, and that we say sometimes goodbye yes. is a second chance. It, it is. is. Bill, you're like totally well, no, peeling away the layers, and that's <laughs> true. Uh, that's Siegfried, actually, that's interviewing us. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm I don't know say who Bill Siegfried, is. I, mean, I don't I, know. I always yes. thought I, I'm, I'm Siegfried Freud, who I'm, I'm Freud's uh, French uh, uh, brother. Look, a little <laughs> plastic, <laughs> little plastic puppet when he could talk that way. <laughs> French Freud is asking us a question, and I, I think it is important. It does does have meaning. It resonates, you know, internally and with the mind and with the heart of how things. Uh, how things have changed in these chances and uh, the, these systematic situations. And I'm going to say it's endemic, and I'm going to say a bunch of words. And <laughs> what, what's going on, sir? I was having computer problems. It's not you. It's so you. In, in order to fully ascertain the actual... <laughs> Whenever they said that, acclamation of the <laughs> it really wasn't endemic situation me. of what we find ourselves in, I yes. think it's important. What N- a- nay, I would say... Exacerbated by the fact <laughs> that we were in fact applied to this second chance. You see, oh yes, I concur. We were mm. all applied to the second chance. Even Taggy and silver. Bill, right? Yeah, ew. I yeah. think that's a, that's a very appropriate way to conclude your <laughs> fourth anniversary episode uh, with the bookend from the first episode to the last episode. A final, the the a breakthrough that we've all had about uh, the meaning of that song as we're, it relates to your success with Fun Employment We're all Radio. having mental breakthroughs. It's very cerebral. <laughs> and now very we've cerebral. all grown. Have we all grown we've with all this program? Grown. We all that song. Over these last four years, so much has changed. Or four hours, one <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Fun Employment Radio. It's, it has been awesome. That's why part of the reason why we did the encyclopedia at the beginning, because 977 episodes of this show, and it's still growing every day. That's pretty damn awesome. Hell yeah, that's awesome. We love it. And we so, want to give a huge thank you to my brother, Tuggy. And of course, to the magnificent Bill Oakley. Magnanimous. Magnanimous. Some would say. Thank you. That sounds like a superhero <laughs> term. You get brother, you get magnanimous. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, uh, buddy. Brother magnanimous. <laughs> and then I, I call it how I see it. <laughs> no, it's it's been it's been fantastic with everybody involved in with this show and helping it grow and the entire network, which you can subscribe to. Okay, Greg, It's being requested, what? and I think the live listeners after we go off the air should probably hear a little bit of our green room banter. I think we should leave the mics on for a little bit. Absolutely. That's all right. That's fine. Live listeners. That's exclusively for people who listen live. That'll go into the archives. Yep. You get to hear what we're talking about. All right. I'll put that into the archives. Yes. That's a great idea. All right. All right. That's fine. Here we go. All right. For everybody listening right now, though. Thank you for your support. We love it. You guys are awesome. Don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Tuggy. We love you. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.